The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. The Schumer shutdown continues. Apparently, there was a big meeting, and uh, they heard cheering, and apparently a, a shutdown meeting went pretty well. For the Democrats. For the Democrats. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, for the Democrats. So, <laughs> no word really on how long this is going to last. Some people think a week at least. Hmm. Was it rough for you getting in on the roads? Were they not uh, crumbled well, They and were all gone. They were all gone. Yeah. I wow. drove... I drove about uh, four feet off my driveway, and then there was no more roadway. What? Uh, so, yeah, it's all crumbled now and, and gone. And you're sick. How did you make it sick. in like that? I, I walked. What? I walked the 25 miles to work today. Dedication, folks. Yep. Over right mounds of, of broken, disheveled roads. <laughs> that uh, Well, they used to be roads. You can't really describe them as such anymore. <laughs> Every school was in rubble. The hospitals were all shut down. Mm. Some of them had collapsed on their own way. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, apparently the White House access to Twitter is essential government uh, function because he continues to tweet. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have the president not be able to tweet. I mean, I, I love the government shutdown. I say good. The less they can do, the less opportunity they have to do something stupid. How often do they do anything we really like and say, yes, thank you. That was great. Uh, shut down? Pretty, pretty seldom. This, yes. <laughs> this is about the first in a while. Yeah. But you still get your mail today, so that's essential. You, you'll get your social security checks. You, veterans pay doesn't happen again until February 1st, I think. Uh, in fact, the Armed Forces broadcast of the NFL championship games, both AFC and NFC, were shut down, and it originally said, because of the shutdown, we can't bring you these games. It lasted for about five minutes, because, of course, watching the NFL is an essential service. Mm-hmm. Actually, I am glad they got that to the troops, though. Yeah. They deserve to be able to watch some football and get their minds off things for a while. They're even talking, though, about uh, doing the State of the Union address in the dark. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you're, you're not going to shut the lights off at the Capitol building. I mean, it's... It's madness. Wait, that's kind of the way they did it in the movie Idiocracy. Really? It was like a big show, and the lights were dim, mm. and huh, mm. that's where we are. I'd love to see him do it by candlelight. I, I, I would love that. It, it would be great, but uh, that's not going to happen. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So everybody blames the other side uh, for what's going on. Uh, this is kind of interesting. When you call the White House, here's the answering machine here's the voice message that you get when you call thank you for calling the white house unfortunately we cannot answer your call today because congressional democrats are holding government funding including funding for our troops and other national security priorities hostage to an unrelated immigration debate due Mm. to this obstruction the government is shut down in the meantime you can leave a comment for the president at www.whitehouse.gov forward slash contact. We look forward to taking your calls as soon as the government reopens. (laughs) 
So obviously the White House blaming Democrats and uh, Democrats obviously blaming Republicans. Here's uh, Chucky Schumer from 2013, just to show the hypocrisy of these people. Uh, check there wasn't out. really a give and take. It was, it was not. We're not giving you anything. You have no leverage and you're wrong. Could this not have ended sooner if Democrats had not taken such a hard line? Well, it was not a hard line on the substantive issues. It was a hard line saying, unless I get my way, I'm going to shut the government down. I'm going to risk default for the nation. Now, anyone can do that. I believe in immigration reform. What if I persuaded my caucus to say I'm going to shut the government down? Hmm. I'm going mm -hmm. to not pay our bills unless I get my way. It's a politics of idiocy, of confrontation, of paralysis. And so finally what happened, Barack Obama mm -hmm. and Democrats said, we're not going to give in to this kind of brinksmanship where basically a gun is put to your head. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> it, it just never ceases to amaze. Do you not remember what you said just a couple of years ago? Because we do. We do. We have it on Video, we have the audio. This isn't 1846. We don't have to type up letters or write letters on a quill pen and then send them out. We we see your words uh, almost instantly. It, it's just it's pretty amazing. Uh, and yet they get away with it. Uh, here's Dick Durbin responding to what Schumer said. So aren't you all creating chaos now? George, you've got to concede one thing, and that is the Republicans are in control of this government. They control the White House. They control the Senate. They control the House by nominations sent to the court. They basically control the Supreme Court. We are in a minority oh position. The Republicans control what comes to the floor in both the House and the Senate. In no, the Senate, though, with the 60-vote margin, there's Thank a you. need for bipartisanship. That's all we've asked for. Sit down at the table and let us work this out in a bipartisan fashion. You know what? They should, they should do the nuclear option. What did Harry Reid do just a few years ago? In fact, was it during that shutdown? Harry Reid invoked the nuclear option. Uh, and they were fine with it then. So he knows it's, it's, not, it's not as easy as the, the Republicans are in control of the Senate. No, they're not. Not really. Not when you need 60 votes and they've got 51. They need Democrat help in the Senate. So he doesn't even make sense. You wouldn't expect him to, though. It's, it's Dick Durbin and Chucky e. Schumer. And they don't have to make sense because uh, their constituents don't demand it of them. And the media provides the cover they need. Exactly right. Uh, 888-933-93, which is why, you know, it's, it's why I kind of enjoy it when the Republicans play the same game that the Democrats do. Now, it shouldn't be like that. Because it's not helpful. It continues the divisiveness and the division. And But uh, President Trump took a really hard line on a, on a new ad that he's doing about illegal immigration. And he's, uh, this is kind of timely because, you know, they're using the DACA stuff to shut down the government. They can't, we can't, I guess, fund the government until we come to an arrangement on amnesty for millions and millions and millions of illegals and their parents. It, it, it's agonizing. So Trump put out this particular ad, which is driving Democrats out of their minds. That's illegal. So he's this is an illegal immigrant who uh, murdered two Border Patrol agents. And he said, the problem is I didn't kill more than two. Illegal uh, immigrant Luis Bracamontes charged with murdering two police officers. 
It's he wishes he would have done more. Uh, MFers. Pure evil. President Trump is right. Build the wall. Deport criminals. Stop illegal immigration now. Democrats who stand in our way will be complicit in every murder committed by illegal immigrants. Whoa. President Trump will fix our border and okay. keep our families safe. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. So Democrats who stand in the way of what they're trying to do will be complicit in every murder committed by an illegal alien. That's the kind of language the Democrats use all the time. Mm-hmm. They, they continually do this kind of incendiary stuff. Uh, and... It's true. It's actually true when you think about it. And they're a little a little upset about it. Uh, Dick Durbin appeared on George Stephanopoulos to talk about what the Republicans, uh, the new Trump ad. Here he is. Uh, here he is. Uh, uh, maybe he's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do wow, we not have that video? I thought we had the... Uh, Dick Derman, no, no, that's that's his response to uh, to Schumer. So, I, I guess we don't have the uh, response with Stephan- Stephanopoulos. But they're all upset. They're all upset over the fact that um, that they're saying Democrats are complicit in this because that's going way too far. I can sum it up for you: lie, 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 hypocrisy, hypocrisy. That about did it. Did it? Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That about took care of it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's just it's too early in the week. To get this irritated. <laughs> it's just started and already uh, I'm hacked off. Florida State has invited a communist to their campus to speak to the students there. Communist professor and ex-Black Panther Angela Davis was an invited speaker to um, Martin Luther King Jr. week last week as part of its Golden Tribe Lecture Series. Series is described as an academically focused speaker series, which attempts to connect students to outstanding individuals who are either experts in their field or working at the forefront of a relevant political or social issue. Now, the FSU Student Government Association paid Angela Davis anywhere from $20,000 to $30,000 for a speaking fee to a communist? Huh. That seems like a little bit of income inequality for most of... Most of America, they, they don't make $30,000 for an hour. This outstanding individual, of course, Angela Davis, was once on the FBI's most wanted list for her part in a courtroom standoff. In 1970, she was implicated by more than 20 witnesses in a plot to free her imprisoned lover, fellow Black Panther George Jackson, by hijacking a Marin County, California courtroom and taking the judge hostage the prosecuting assistant district attorney, and two jurors as well. In an ensuing gun battle outside the court building, Judge Harold Haley's head was blown off by a sawed-off shotgun owned by Ms. Davis. To avoid arrest for her complicity in the plot, she fled to California using aliases and changing her appearance to avoid detection. Two months later, Davis was arrested by the FBI in New York City. At her 1972 trial, she presented her version of where she had been and what she'd been doing at the time of the shootout. Because she was acting as her own attorney, she could not be cross-examined. She presented a number of alibi witnesses, uh, almost all communist friends, who testified that she'd been with them in Los Angeles playing Scrabble at the time of the Marin slaughter. Sure. I'm sure that's probably true. Prosecution witnesses 
who placed her in Marin, were dismissed by Davis and her fellow attorneys as being unable to accurately identify blacks because they were white. So this is who Florida State invites to speak to their students. And by the way, no conservatives rioted. There was no violence. There was, there was no rock throwing, bottle hurling. Nobody started any cars on fire. Uh, the communist came. She spoke. She left. The leftists loved it. And everything was fine. No violence from the right. But these are our... This is exactly what the university system is doing. Introducing millennials, our children, to communism, to socialism. While you pay through the nose for it. It's not the truth. Uh, you know, it just makes you wonder, is there, is there an alternative? Maybe there should be an alternative to sending these kids to these communist institutions. Uh, 888-933-93. Meanwhile, there is an alternative to the nasty air you're breathing inside your house during the winter season. The indoor air can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air even outside. And that can cause illnesses, of course, allergies, wear and tear on your HVAC system. Or even worse, the premature replacement of the entire system, which can cost you thousands of dollars. But with filter buy which is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. You save a lot of money, and it's really convenient. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, all shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're all manufactured right here in America. They offer a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. So you know you're going to be removing dangerous pollen and mold and dust from your air. And stay healthier this year. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, and then you never have to worry about, well, is it time to order them again because they show up at your door? So save money, save time, and breathe better with FilterBuy. That's B-U-Y, FilterBuy.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. How's the government uh, shutdown affecting you today? Not at all, right? <laughs> it's just keeping him out of trouble uh, for the time being. Schumer is uh, babbling uh, about it right now <clears throat> on the Senate floor. So, uh, surely we're going to have a resolution to this real, real soon. Yeah, I'd like to see the sun come up again. It's been very dark the last couple of days. Well, yeah. I mean, without the, without the government doing things, mm-hmm. sun can't rise. Nope. Uh, we just played a bumper that sounds a little bit like the uh, Friends theme. Um, <clears throat> apparently, millennials are having a hard time with Friends on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the NBC sitcom Friends, of course, resurrected by Netflix, <clears throat> and uh, millennials are binge-watching to see what their parents enjoyed uh, during the years of non-streamable television. This was part of the uh, must-see Thursday lineup. 
with uh, Seinfeld. What else was on? Let's see. Friends, Friends Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Gosh, man. Something else. It was two hours straight through. Yeah, they were really good. And, and really, that's when you could watch. You could either tape it on video. It was Will and Grace. Or you could uh, watch it live. That was pretty much your, your choice. We didn't have all these other ways that you can watch it anytime you please. And so... They're catching up on this, but gosh, they, they don't seem to be laughing along with it as much as we did <laughs> because they're looking at it through a lens of social justice and they see a lot of problems with the cast of characters. Uh, here we go. Outlets like the independent Cosmo, BuzzFeed and others picked up on the dismay of millennials, <clears throat> they say, are shocked by the storylines. <laughs> they're upset by the show quote, chucking offensive and inappropriate hand grenades all over every episode while leaving them effing infuriated after a binge. Here's the thing. Don't watch it. How about that? If you start to be offended, turn it off. How hard is it? (laughs) Apparently there's way too many homophobic and transphobic jokes for these little social justice warriors. And let's not forget all the white privilege involved in Friends. Lauren Smith <clears throat> wrote, I have binge-watched Friends. I feel flooded with guilt afterwards. Every episode leaves me cringing. Blatant misogyny, homophobia, body shaming, and despite being set in the most racially diverse city in the world, the whitest cast you've ever seen. Again, why are you watching it then? You're binge-watching a show you can't stand? Uh, There are complaints that in one episode, Rachel sexually harassed a male assistant she hired so they could go on dates. (laughs) Then there were all the fat suits worn by Monica and Joey. So that's obviously fat shaming. For National Review, Kyle Smith wrote, As for the homophobia, the show's co-creator, David Crane, who wrote many of the episodes is, by the way, gay. Did he hate himself? Did he employ writers who hated him? It's okay to make fun of your own tribe, but anyway, <clears throat> that Friends did, the only way was they found comedy in all the discomfort with homosexuality. Just as black comics mine racism for comedy. The show actually, if you remember back in the 90s, won a Glad Media Award in 96 for handling it uh handling the lesbian affair of Ross's ex-wife. Oh yeah. The overuse of gay panic jokes involving Chandler and Joey may be hackery, but it isn't hateful. <clears throat> but uh all these little social justice warriors, they can't take it. And it's upsetting their little social justice mentality. Man, it's just too bad. But again, what are you doing binge-watching a show that how did she put it? Felt make her feel uh, felt flooded with guilt afterwards. Every episode leaves me cringing. Honestly, why would you keep watching then? What are you doing? Don't put yourself through it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There's a show on called uh, what is it? Oh yeah, Blackish. Oh yeah. Just not enough white characters in there. Kind of pissing me off. But yet, are you binge watching it though? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Blackish has been around for a couple of years. What, yeah. two or three, probably? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably a, a few episodes, a few seasons at least. 
But that was a powerful lineup, man. Friends, uh, you know, it started at 8 o'clock Eastern, and then they would try a whole bunch of different shows um, to kind of piggyback oh, off yeah. of that. Wings. Uh, well, that was before. So so okay. if you start in this chart that I'm throwing in front of you here, we got Friends in the 8 o'clock slot. Then they would throw in 8.30. Seinfeld at 9. And then they would do the same thing they did with Friends. They would, they would try another show on the backside at 9.30 Eastern, and then we had ER oh, from ER. 10 until 11 Eastern. Right. I mean, that was... That was a good lineup. Whew, that was... 1995 through roughly, wow. you know, 03-04. Oh, yeah, and for a while, Will and Grace was in that lineup. Will and Grace, yeah. Um, Fr- so it went Friends, mm-hmm. Cursed, which I don't remember at all. Well, yeah. Will and Grace, Just Shoot Me, and then ER. So three of those five, now pretty look, good. Now, look at this. Then when Friends mm-hmm. went away, then they did Joey for, like, I don't know, a year or so, Will and Grace, The Apprentice. Huh, do we know anybody from that show? Huh. And then ER still. Boy, you are last wow. ever. Good grief. Look at this. 1994 until <laughs> 2009 ER. Wow, that's a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. Lasted till 2009? Yeah, 08, 09. Wow. <laughs> I had uh, stopped watching it by then. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah, and, and the, but the, the power lineup before that, you know, included Mad About You, Wings, oh, yeah. right. um, uh, Cheers. Was oh. in there, Frazier, uh, eventually. So yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, NBC had it going for a while. They did. Good grief. Not so much now. Mm-hmm. Uh, California is about to auto auto enroll illegal aliens to vote. Um, taking the next step and blurring the lines between citizens and non-citizens, beginning April first, when the state complies with the court order to begin automatically registering to vote all of those who are granted driver's licenses. The state's long provided driver's licenses to all who just claim without proof that they were citizens. Uh, There were no checks made, no documentation required. (laughs) That's just amazing. And beginning April 1st, every person who gets a California driver's license will be automatically entitled to vote. We're very pleased (laughs) that Californians will have easier access to voter registration, said Jeremiah Levine, an attorney with... Morrison Forster, who represented the voting rights groups, were especially satisfied that changes will be made before California's statewide and federal primary elections. <laughs> State complied with the order under a program dubbed California New Motor Voter Act. Signed into law in October 2015, the new statute requires the DMV to, rec- to forward records for all eligible applicants to the Secretary of State's office to register unless those applicants elect not to register to vote. League of Women Voters, three other groups, sued the state's DMV and Secretary of State's office in in, uh, May of last year, claiming the state burdens would be, uh, they burden the would-be voters by making them fill out the same information on two separate forms in order to register. Two forms? Two. I won't stand for this. They're not. Thank goodness. I mean, the VA has to fill out, you know, three dozen forms. We're asking illegals to fill out two forms to two vote? Two forms. Just to vote in this country. <laughs> According to the lawsuit filed last May, California ranks a dismal 46th of the nation in its rate of registered voters. More than 5.5 million eligible voters were unregistered as of February 2017. And that's what they'll throw out there. But what they're looking for are all the illegals to be able to vote. That's probably, in California, that's millions of people. Millions. Other plaintiffs in the lawsuit in the, uh, include the ACCE Institute California Common Cause, 
and the National Council of La Raza. <laughs> the race. <laughs> Jeez. And just to make California even better, the state is now threatening to go after businesses that help the feds with illegal immigration. California Attorney General Xavier Becerra on Thursday warned employees, employers in the state that they'll face legal consequences if they voluntarily provide information on their employees' immigration statuses to federal authorities. Good gosh, how are we supposed to have any kind of law in this country? We're not. Certainly not in California. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network with uh, Stuber Gear, inexplicably a uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan. Nobody Eagles knows fly. why. No one knows how. He just is. Well, America's team. I think it's uh, something we can all kind of join in on. Not really. Know, this no. Point. Not really. No. Uh-uh. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, wow, first time in what thirteen years or something. Uh yeah, two thousand four, two thousand five. They were in the Super Bowl. Went to the Super Bowl. Lost to the same the team. Same New England Patriots. Twenty four, twenty one. Yeah. Uh, they were a pretty big uh, underdog in that game. Um, and they will be a pretty big underdog in this game. Bulls uh, played so well yesterday. Jeez, where did that come from? That was insane. I mean, it, I mean, look, <laughs> that I was like two thousand fourteen all over again. Where was it? Fifteen. One of those years when he thirteen, thirteen, yeah. oh, okay. thirteen. Wow, yeah. has it been that long? Yeah, the first year of Chip uh, Kelly. Wow, he had the third highest passer rating for a season of all time, and then he since then has been middling. I mean, he's bounced mm-hmm. around the league. He's, uh, I mean, he hasn't been completely inept, but he's been just okay, mm-hmm. uh, and it's sometimes bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was terrible. In the, the, you know, Wentz gets hurt, comes back, plays pretty well against the Giants, but the Giants are the second worst team in the league. Uh, And then is really bad against Oakland and really bad in a quarter against Dallas and not so great in the first half of their first playoff game either. I mean, you know, he didn't look very good there against Atlanta, as Keith will tell you, as an Atlanta Falcons fan. Mm. um, There was a time in that game where it looked like they might, they, I mean, they had a chance. They outplayed them. I mean, Mm -hmm. Bulls looked terrible. Um, And it's interesting because, he was great from the start against a really good Vikings defense. He was unbelievable really in that good. game. It's one of, honestly one of the best quarterback <laughs> games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's great. That's how good it was. Uh, I, mean, I mean, his his long ball was. I mean, he, several <laughs> got dropped. He could have had like four hundred <laughs> yards. No, he had in the second half of the game. He was eleven of eleven for one hundred and fifty nine yards and two touchdowns, which would give him a. A perfect passer rating of 158.3 for the second half of that game. Mm-hmm. And also a perfect QBR, which is a new stat they came up with, uh, you know, uh, that kind of rates it from a 0 to 99.9 scale. He got a 99.9. Uh, this is uh, not what was expected. I did see a possibility of the Eagles winning a 17-10 type of game, kind mm-hmm. of the same game that they played against Atlanta. I did not see a 38-7 blowout, especially 
after the first drive where Minnesota goes down the field with no right. resistance against this great defense of the Eagles. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Then the Eagles make multiple mistakes on their drive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Vikings get the ball back, start moving it again. And I'm like, oh, geez, here we go. This is gonna, They're going to lose 38-7. to mm-hmm. And then pick six, interception return for a touchdown, and off we go. Changed everything. It really did. Uh, you know. Yeah, that first drive, that was the last time the Vikings scored, right? <laughs> they, scored, they were up 7 nothing, and then got outscored 38 to nothing. It's 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 an interesting experience because you know, as, as an Eagles, a long suffering Eagles fan, mm-hmm. no Super Bowls as you may know, no Super Bowl victories. Uh, you know, a lot of that period was spent with the team really being a good team. I mean, through those Andy mm-hmm. Reid years, yeah, they, they went to uh, five NFC Championship games, which they only won one, but they went two? to five. Who did they beat in that NFC? They did beat Atlanta oh, in that one. Uh, in that one game. Um, but I mean, you know, so it wasn't like I, I'm used. To, I was used to them being good in that period. It was just a question mm. of whether they could finish it off. This year is completely unexpected. Are you right? I mean, even with Wentz, <laughs> I mean, no one expected Wentz mm. to be the MVP of the league or potential MVP of the league. <clears throat> Nobody expected a fault. Once he's out, no one expects them to continue. And here they are going to the Super Bowl. In a way, it feels like found money. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like you walked into a room, there's an envelope on the ground, and there's 10 grand in it, and let's go party. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But you realize that, like, this is one of those things where you don't get a lot of these chances. You know, you, you, I mean, they don't come along all that often. You better take advantage. If you're up 28 to 3 in the third quarter, about, you took it out of my mouth. You <laughs> better win the Super Bowl, right, Keith? Yes. Uh, so it is, uh, you know. It's 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 really you can't look at it as found money. You have to look at it as a real opportunity to win a Super Bowl for the first time. And the Patriots certainly didn't look unbeatable this week. I, they you know no, yet again another one of those crazy Patriot wins that I, not for a second did I doubt. Yeah, me neither. No. At no time, no did time I, did I believe Jacksonville was going to win that nope, game. Nope, not even for a minute. Not when they were up by eleven. No, nope. going into the fourth quarter. No, nope. I knew they weren't going to win. They were up by ten with what. You know, eight minutes left. Nine minutes, nine minutes left. Yeah. And I, at no point did I uh-huh. even consider Jacksonville could win the game. Not even at one point. And that's, of course, what I think people are going to look at going into the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, even if the Eagles get off to a lead somehow, uh, you know, the people are going to not think they don't have a chance to win. But if Foles plays as well as he did in that game, they're going to win. It's just a matter of, I mean, that's a, okay. that's not loud. They likely. definitely have a shot. The, the Patriots are just an unbelievable machine. It's yeah. just unbelievable. This will be their eighth Super Bowl. Yeah. In the Belichick uh, Brady era, yeah. Someone pointed out Eight. Brady has been in the Super Bowl for half of the years he's been a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> half. Sick. Wow. And the other years, like I mean, he lost to the Colts in the championship game. Yeah. I mean, he was in the championship game most of those other years. This and, was the seventh straight championship game they were in. Remember, seventh straight. One year he got hurt. They still went eleven and five and missed the, and playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Yeah, with Castle. Um, but I, I do need to fess up that. Um, I may have been wearing a Jacksonville Jaguars hat uh, during that contest yesterday. Therefore, um, I jinxed them. Lucky mm-hmm. for you, I don't own any Eagles paraphernalia. Thank you. Um, but uh, do you? Is it too soon to get a uh, prediction out of you for the game, or are you going to? Are you like me with the Falcons? Because I don't make Falcons predictions. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty. I don't. I, I kind of looked at uh, the Falcons game. I thought they were going to lose, yeah. uh, which they won. The Vikings game I thought was really a toss-up. I mean, I thought they—I honestly thought they had a chance to win that game. I mean, I'm—I wasn't intimidated by the Minnesota Vikings, even though they had a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was—I was more scared of the of the Falcons, just because they could explode at any time. I—I I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't or implode, as or the implode. case may be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I, 
I mean, I would definitely favor the Patriots. I definitely think the Patriots are going to win. I do not believe the Eagles are going to win, but that's me. I'm all I'm always a skeptic on these things. I mean, it's funny. I was go- thinking back to uh, the draft, draft night, and the Eagles picked a cornerback in the second round of the draft. This guy's Sidney Jones, who was projected to be a top 10 pick, but then was hurt for the year. So he's. I knew he was out for basically all of 2017 and 2018. And when that pick happened, I remember being, I remember audibly cheering the pick because I was like, finally, the Eagles are picking something for their future. They're not going to be competitive this year, but next year they'll have this great player Mm. and they're going to the Super Bowl in that year. Yeah. It really is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Are you excited about Minneapolis and the weather there? uh, Because you will be there, right? I will be there. You always Uh, go to the Super Bowl. I will be there. Your team's not involved. Uh, yes, I will go and, and deal with the cold. I mean, look, going Minus outside is not Sunday morning. Minus one on Super Bowl Sunday morning. Oh, really? 12 for a high. But it, huh. You know, and the other thing, too, is if you've never cold. been to this game before, you're huh. if depending on when you get there and you're dealing with security, you're outside for a while. This is an indoor stadium. So but you're I'm going to be outside standing in line yeah. for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. If it's going to be minus one, minus two, minus three, it's, uh, I'm not going to yeah, be happy. You know what? Somebody mentioned on Twitter that everything around that stadium is connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that the security lines will probably be indoors. Be indoors? So, yeah, okay, well, that's that good. Going for you. That's good. I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that. There's actually external security for the first time. Like, you can go, I think it's the Mall of America, which is one of the biggest malls in America, uh, but you can go, I think, and get the security done there, oh, wow. and then they'll oh. they'll bus you in past oh, wow. the security lines. That's kind of cool. Which is kind of, I've never heard them doing that before, so that, could, that, cool. that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a to- totally different spin on the weekend. The weekend is a fun weekend. You go there, you have some parties, you got lots of food, you, you know, it's a fun time. Yeah. When your team's in it, hmm. it's a totally different thing. <laughs> right? I mean, you know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Houston last year. I mean, I didn't go to the game, but we did all the ancillary stuff around it. That's right. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, the day ended on a low note, uh, but uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was a good time getting there. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun stuff to do. I, I don't know what's going to be doable in Minneapolis, though. I'm not going to want to go to the NFL Experience if it's outdoors, right? I, it I was indoors in Houston, I'm sure. So she'll probably in, indoors there. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, but there's always something to do there. I mean, it's it's a really yeah. fun weekend. Even if you're if you're in Minneapolis and and you're not going to go to the game, doing what Keith did last year is totally viable you go there you get to do a lot of the festivities you kind of get the vibe of the city get the vibe of the event yeah you know the, yeah. the event itself is honestly of course as all events are when according to the nfl i mean it's better on tv anyway it's a better tv event you get all the commercials you get all the best shots like i don't know what's going on half the time in the game you yeah. know? I, mean, it's, yeah, I, I mean they do have i they get they sell these uh radios in the stadium and they have an internal like you get the broadcasts of the locals feeds and the national feeds and you kind of just wear it on your ear and i buy it every single year uh-huh. because mm. I, you know i'm the only person in the section that knows what the hell's going on yeah. i was like you could hear them at least talking about the reviews yeah. Yeah. you know oh that, that that hit the ground right there at least you know something's going on i mean a lot of times you don't even know what the penalty is right you know but it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun are, are you ever uh ashamed of the philadelphia fans do you ever look at them and think, what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> I mean, I'm. how about this? As, as someone who's not a collectivist mm-hmm. and is an individualist, uh-huh. I am ashamed of individual fans <laughs> of the Philadelphia okay. Eagles at times, yes. All right. But I'm not ashamed of the fans. I mean, I think generally they, they speaking, greased, the fans are... They greased the lampposts. Well, the fans didn't. And uh, they still went up them. Well, <laughs> that's more about determination than anything else. Them. Alcohol content. I, I, I've never understood that, hey, our team won, let's... Let's take our city apart. Oh, God, I, I don't no. understand I don't understand that, that either. God only knows what happens to... I mean, the Constitution's going to be out in the middle of the street
night, the Liberty Bell be tossed in the river. If they actually win this game, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. All hell is going to break loose. (laughs) Forget about any of your... They really should just take the Constitution Center and empty that thing out for the weekend. Oh, no kidding. Because God only knows what happens uh, if they actually win the game. They may just tear that city up. Um, But I don't don't understand it either. But again, I live in Texas for a reason. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) True. Uh, Still, it should be... You know, I, I think that the... NFL is probably so relieved. The last thing in the world they wanted was Minnesota Jacksonville in the oh, Super yeah. Bowl. Two of the smallest markets in the NFL vying for the Super Bowl title. That would not have been good for the NFL. Would not have been good for ratings, I'm Wouldn't sure. Have been good. I, you know, and there's no star power. I mean, the only look, let's be honest about it, the only star the power right now in this game is Tom Brady. Uh-huh. I mean, I, you know, I love the uh-huh. Eagles to death, but they're to most pl- people a no-name team, right? right? I mean, even like they're Except even wins. Yeah, Carson Wentz is the only one they know, out. and he's not even playing. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, even they don't—they don't have like that. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey. Does the average American know who Alshon Jeffrey is? Or Probably not. Jay Ajayi. They don't know who oh, these people they're are. They're really good, though. They're great players. I mean, they're really good if you're an NFL fan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Fletcher Cox. I mean, people don't know who these guys are unless you're a Philly yeah. fan or a, a big time NFL fan. So there's not that like drama. I mean, I think there's the drama of any of these cities. If you know Jacksonville, Minnesota. Uh, Philly, there was that drama of first-time winner of a Super Bowl, which was a big deal. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, really, there there isn't that. And I think they'll have a lot of fan support because people are just sick and tired sick of, the of the New England Patriots. I, I was uh, sick of them years and years ago. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. But this is just, it's ridiculous. It's I, insanity. I know. They just, every year. I mean, they, they didn't play. Look, you know, no knock on Jacksonville. But, I mean, they didn't have to play anybody. They, they play in a division where there's no teams that can win any games. Then they they beat up on Tennessee, and then they <laughs> don't even right. have to play Pittsburgh, uh, which was really their only big time challenge. Though they, again, I mean Jacksonville played very well, but you know I think five thirty eight did an article that said that this was the easiest schedule to a Super Bowl of any team ever, and they almost didn't make it, and they almost didn't make it. So I mean, there's some there's some hope uh, in the I very recesses of my brain. The, the Titans first round by Titans, mm-hmm. and then Jacksonville. I, that is, it doesn't get any easier than that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the Eagles had a tougher road getting oh, the by, by the defending champion yep. Falcons, yep. Uh, and Minnesota, who had the best Minnesota's defense in the tough. league, and I mean, you know, mm-hmm. with a, with a, with a backup quarterback, uh, you know, look, they might have a chance. I mean, I'm surprised, and, and we talked about this. Keith and I were chating texts last night, and I think they're an un, they're the under they're the underdog by five and a half. Yeah, I thought it'd be closer. <laughs> I think coming off that game, a lot of people thought it might be three and a half, or Keith was thinking maybe it's a half a point. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, if you look at it this way, they were the underdog at home to my, to Minneapolis by three and a half points. So they usually wow. say home field is a three-point difference. They, so they were basically saying Minnesota, Minnesota was a six and a half point favorite. If they're mm-hmm. a six and a half, Patriots should probably be an eight and a half. Should probably mm-hmm. be higher than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know. I think uh, you know it's a uh, it's going to be a, an interesting one. I, I don't know if if there will be f- official Eagles policy to throw full beer cans at Patriots fans. Uh, that did not happen at the last time they played each other. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again. Yeah. But I will say this for the in defense of, of Philadelphia: six arrests. Wow, that's six. it. Single digits. I mean, it's a giant city. Six arrests. Do they, do there's they, six arrests every night anyway. Do they? Yeah, do they <laughs> still have the? 
Isn't there a jail cell in the? Was it in the old stadium? That was in the, the veteran stadium. Yeah, they yeah. don't have one in this one. No yeah, courtroom too. Yeah, courtroom in jail set up right it was there. Efficient. Look, what's efficient. Up? It's, uh, sorry, government's efficient for once. Everyone complains about it. And finally, government did something efficient. Keep keep all the crazy people in the building to dry out downstairs, and everyone complains about it. The one sidelight that I was kind of looking forward to was minnesota to play in their own super bowl i thought that would have yeah. been kind of cool well maybe you're not going to the game not happening no i'm you not don't going understand to this game. how scary that prospect was because yeah. going to the game with the home no it's obviously never happened before never if happened, minnesota was in hasn't. that game the ticket prices would have probably been Jeez, double man. the normal I've got a question. Plus, the uh, Minneapolis Board of Tourism was saying that they were going to lose out on, was it $20 billion? Because everybody's in town. Oh, everyone's in town. Yeah. All their fan base is, base is from Minneapolis. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I mean, I you know, yes, I guess a lot of people would, you, you wouldn't need hotel, hotels. Hotels would really suffer, restaurants, right? But yeah. I mean, you figure restaurants, a lot of people from two hours away are going to drive in probably for this probably. and, you know, and, and yeah. go to some of the restaurants and do some of the facilities, but they're going to lose a bunch of cash. Plus, it's also people, like, you know, the people who travel to the Super Bowl are used to spending a lot of money. A lot of it's a lot of corporate money that goes into these things. Right. You know, the, the average person, like it's not mostly average fans that go to the games. It's you know, it's people who, you know, whose company has a box, right? right. So yeah. like at their stadium and they're and they don't mind and they're bringing clients, right? Like that's the type of crowd mm-hmm. that goes to these things. So you're losing out on those people and you're replacing them with actual fans, which is great for the sport, but maybe not so good for the bottom line. I've got a question for you. Maybe you can answer this. Um, in Minnesota this year, um, since that's the host city, do the Vikings fans, the season ticket holders, do they get a chance to buy I Super Bowl tickets first? Or? I do believe there are. So I know there's a couple things that go on. Um, if you are, let's say if you're an Eagles season ticket holder, um, you can you get some access. Like sometimes it's a lottery, depending on how expensive your seats are. We our company had season tickets when we were in Philly. This is before you know back in the day, uh, you know when they went to the Super Bowl in two thousand five, and because we had we had club <clears throat> seats uh, for the company, and we had two club seats. So for every two club seats you had, you got one Super Bowl ticket at face value, which mm. is how I wound up going. I wound mm. up getting it for face value and going by myself the first year mm. uh, to wow. see the Eagles lose 24-21 when Andy Reid decided, eh, why go no huddle down two scores with four minutes left in the Super Bowl? Why Let's let's huddle up. It's a good, it seems like a good a good decision from Andy on that one. I remember vomit being involved as well. Yes, I don't know if that's actually true. Oh, okay. Uh, bottom line is uh, you if you have to, if you're a fan of one of the two teams that go and you have season tickets you you have some level of access and I think they do give some to mm-hmm. the home team as well um, but you know it, it it's just a license to print money mm-hmm. uh, a a ticket at face value you know is how do I want to take five times the amount of money or not is really your decision because you can sell those things for five times the amount and you Easy. know uh, I think face value was between I think I saw nine hundred to five thousand. Just face value. Is tickets, face right? value? Yeah, it yeah. was either eight hundred or nine hundred. I mean, it's been wow. over nine hundred. I think it's over nine hundred for the nine hundred is the cheapest yeah. you can get at face value. Yeah. I so I mean, and that, so like the top of the end zone. Yeah, top, section or top. Yeah, end zone corner. Good you know, golly. whatever it is. Yeah, uh, it's it's it is. Wow. It's it's oh. it's a very expensive event. Nine, uh, nine cost 50. prohibitive. Nine fifty. Um, it just closed the stupid thing. But it's I think they do that. Those bleeds. Pro- nine fifty. Uh, yeah, they keep wow. it, and there's probably like three seats they actually sell for nine fifty. Like, yeah, uh, most mostly yeah. it goes to corporations. Yeah, I mean, right? but like you know, they, fans don't get. I think they want to have on record they have one ticket under a thousand dollars. It's like that's all they want to do with the nine fifty. It's probably one section. 
you know. But again, like it, you know, it's it's an event, I will say it's an event like nothing else you will experience in your life. I mean, yeah. it really is that amazing. I mean, it is you know the whole weekend is is really incredible and and you know it's a different city every time like i i will say like i am not excited for minneapolis just because a cold and you know i'm a wuss when it comes mm-hmm. to cold mm-hmm. and b I, I don't know anything about minneapolis like i, I want to go and just try stuff and see what happens but it's i don't have a really good, beautiful it's supposed to be nice but yeah. i mean you know i'm not gonna want to go outside in it so no, that's, that's the true. problem i mean it really the cold not weather city is a big zero. issue yeah. If, yeah. If, if you have an extra $405,000 laying around, mm-hmm. um, and could, I do, you could take 20 of your closest friends to a suite uh, that's currently listed. Oh. Um, I'll get the 20, that. and then you guys okay. should get a suite nearby, too. That's Maybe we can meet up. Idea. We'll Maybe, just Maybe if you guys suites. have another. You know what? I'm just going to buy a, a house and put a TV in it and watch it there for $405,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just boring. <laughs> it's just boring. I mean, sure, it's financially sound, but <laughs> it's but very boring. It's not as fun. <laughs> no. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, congratulations for yeah. your long-suffering Philadelphia Eagles. One more to go. Finally there. That's we'll a, see. I'm rooting for the Eagles, baby. We'll yeah, you <laughs> Which guys, means they'll lose. You guys are rooting for the Eagles, both of you? Oh, like crazy. Well, you don't want the Patriots to win again, right? No. Well, I do. I, Kyle Vanoy is, uh, mm. you know, my... My BYU player. You just find a BYU. Gives me the if, only connection I have to the game, really. The Eagles had Ty Detmer on their team mm. at one point. At one point, yes. If he was still there, I'd probably go Eagles. So you, it's just a matter of how many BYU players are <laughs> yeah, on the franchise. You know what? Pretty I'm going to check the rosters and get back to you, and okay. we'll see. All right. They need to pick somebody up, obviously, to win Pat over. <laughs> Doesn't look like they'll probably do that between now and Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but we'll see. All right. Thanks, Stu. Uh, we'll be listening for you on the uh, some other show tomorrow. Are you you're on... Uh, uh, it's like, like the Glean Greg Bach, Greg Blar- something like that. Blarch. Okay. All right. Blarch. Mm-hmm. Greg, Greg Blarch. The Greg Blarch <laughs> experience. But he's not the mall cop. Is he any relation? <laughs> oh, I don't no? think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. All right. Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. Cosmo Hurts Kids founder is uh, Victoria Hurst, and her, her family is the Hurst Corporation who publishes Cosmopolitan magazine. So. She's not trying to censor the magazine. She's not trying to take away their freedom, free speech. She's not trying to shut them down. All Victoria Hurst wants is for Cosmo, which she believes contains pornography. She wants the state's material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo. So if you're under 18, you can't buy it. Now, you tell me about uh, these kinds of articles in Cosmo. Forget about all the all the pictures. 11 brutally honest answers from a female sex addict. Uh, you get to uh, you get to read all about that if you're if you're under 18 right now, and this is what Victoria Hurst is trying to prevent. So if you believe as she does and as I do that Cosmo really does contain pornography, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com, find out how you could get involved in making sure that the magazine's not sold to kids under 18. If, take a stand against pornography. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. <laughs> Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh huh. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Glad Stu's happy. Glad somebody's happy about the football season this year. Jeez, what a terrible season it was. Four and nine for my BYU Cougars. Uh, the Packers wound up was it six and ten, seven and no. nine. It was terrible. It, 
the Texans had all those injuries. Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt. By the way, J.J. Watt is uh, being considered for man of the year. Yeah. In, so that's, you know, tremendous uh, outside of football activities like uh, the like um, uh, it's named for uh, oh, man. So man of the year. I forget. Not the. Uh, uh, so anyway, that guy. Yeah, that you know? guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the Walter Payton. Award, Walter is Payton. Is it really? I thought it that is was Walter something Payton. else. Yeah. Oh, my bad. So the other guy that, well, there's two other guys, but the other one that we know pretty well, Benjamin Watson from the yeah. Ravens, who's, yeah. who's been on the show, not this one, but the one we used to be on with Glenn all the time, uh, multiple times. Really nice guy. Really good guy and deserving. So I would imagine man of the year will go to J.J. Watt because he marries $37 million for uh, Houston flood relief, but we'll see. Uh, by the way, uh, in the Senate... They have reached the 60-plus votes needed to cut off debate. It looks like they're about to vote to officially end this government shutdown, and the sun may actually come up again tomorrow. Oh, wow. Won't that be great? Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is uh, Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, Megan Kelly finally got sick and tired of Jane Fonda continually attacking her because she questioned her. You remember this? This was months ago. Yeah. About uh, about her plastic surgery. And she was irritated by that, I guess. And she's been lashing. She continues to take stabs at, at Megyn Kelly. And I, I think Megyn Kelly has finally had enough. And so she talked about it this morning and was uh, kind of scathing about it. I'm Jane Fonda, who appears to be fixated on an exchange I had with her mm-hmm. months ago on right. this show. Yeah. You admit you've had work done, which I think is to your credit. But but you look amazing. Do you, do you have you? Wh- why did you say? I read that you said you felt you're not proud to admit that you've had work done. Why not? We really want to talk about that. Now? <laughs> well, one of the things I, people think about when they look at you is how amazing you look. Well, thanks. Good attitude, good posture, take care of myself. But let me tell you why I. I when she first complained publicly after the program and repeatedly, mm-hmm. I chose to say nothing, as my general philosophy is. People think of me as none of my business. <laughs> However, Fonda was at it again last week, including here on NBC and then again elsewhere, so it's time to address the poor me routine. First, some context. Fonda was on to promote a film about mm-hmm. aging. For years, she has spoken mm, openly right. about her joy in giving a cultural face to older women. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth is, most older w- women look nothing like Fonda, who is now 80. <laughs> and if Fonda really wants to have an honest discussion about older women's cultural face, then her plastic surgery is tough to ignore. Fonda herself knows this. She knows this. And that is why, to her credit, she has discussed her cosmetic surgery mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere before coming on our show. Last year, I had plastic surgery, and I have been very public about it. I, I had to admit it. I just, I feel so good. I'm so happy. And I didn't, I didn't want to look kind of tired and jolly anymore. 
I feel so great and so rested and I look so different and I just decided um, and I'm not proud of it I decided I wanted to look more like how I feel and she said the same to Entertainment Tonight, to Access Hollywood, to W Magazine for a cover mm. piece, to The Guardian, I could go on. Apparently when she came here, however, again to promote her film about aging, <laughs> I was supposed to discern that this subject was suddenly off limits. Look, I gave her the chance to empower other women, young and old, on a subject which she purports to know well, and she rejected it. That's okay. But I have no regrets about that question. Nor am I in the market for a lesson from Jane Fonda on what is and is not appropriate. Nice. After all, this is a woman whose name is synonymous with outrage. Look at her treatment of our military during the Vietnam War. Uh -huh. Many of our veterans yeah. still call her Hanoi Jane. Thanks to her radio broadcast, which attempted to shame American troops. Right. She posed on an anti-aircraft gun used to shoot down our American pilots. Mm -hmm. She called our POWs hypocrites and liars mm -hmm. and referred to their torture as understandable. Mm. Even she had to apologize years later Jeez. for that gun picture, but not mm. for the rest of it. By the way, she still says she is not proud of America. So the moral indignation is a little much. She put her plastic surgery out there. She said she wanted to discuss the mm. plight of older women in America. And honestly, she has no business lecturing anyone on what qualifies as offensive. Booyah. That's the first thing I think I've liked coming out of Megyn Kelly's mouth in a long time. Wow, that, that, that said a lot right there. Stick that in your pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And it's all true. I mean, Jane Fonda's despicable. But this much I will say, she doesn't look 80. Plastic surgery has been pretty good. You, you know, it's interesting because sometimes you just look weird and, <laughs> well, plastic. You don't look real. But uh, she must have a very good surgeon because, you know, they just, uh, she just looks younger. Yeah, definitely not the uh, same surgeon that that lady that now looks like a cat. Um, you've seen her everywhere, right? Yes. That's a, that's a rough. Uh, yeah, that's rough that's code. unfortunate. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, just looking over our list here. Um, also, we have the uh, oh, I know the shutdown. I guess is is ending already. They got together, and uh, Schumer and McConnell say they've reached an agreement to end the, the shutdown already. I, this is, you know we're going to get great stuff out of it, too, right? I have no idea what it is, but I know it's going to be awesome. Oh, you know it is. What do you think, we're gonna, what do you think our side's going to get? What do you think? Our, oh, <clears throat> uh, kick in the groinal area? No, that's if we got good stuff out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to read through the lines here. Anyway, I'll let you know <clears throat> if I find any good nuggets. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's not going to be anything. You know, we're not getting anything good out of it. I mean, you you know that, right? Everybody knows that that it's. Uh, Are we going to legalize every illegal alien here, and then they'll promise to build the wall within a uh, quarter century? Yeah. Okay. Probably that. Maybe. Maybe that. I mean, that would probably be. That's probably too much to ask. Sorry. Frankly, I know. I'm dreaming here. Uh, let's see. I, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know how the Republicans are in the majority. We've got, uh, we've got the majority and, and the lead in every branch of government, and we still can't get anything decent done, or very few anyway, very few things. Um, and, but they, the government shutdown, they act like that's the worst thing to ever occur when, in fact, who cares? 
as long as essential things are happening, people aren't losing their social security benefits. You, you still have the military being paid. You know, the government really it keeps functioning in the things that have to be function functioning. Oh, they're not monitoring the meteor that's <laughs> that's coming close close to the planet. Two point six million miles. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a tight shave right there, uh, as evidenced by the graphic that CNN showed us on TV. And I I loved I loved the talk about it uh, <laughs> as if it was. Here's some of the tragic things that were about to happen. Meanwhile, many services would be stopped or delayed. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention would back down its flu tracking program, even as the nation faces the worst outbreak in years. Some senior nutrition programs would be paused. 200,000 passport applications went unprocessed in 1995. Congress funds much of the scientific research done in this country. In 2013, that meant some experiments went on hold and suffered costly losses of data. And in space that same year, for more than two weeks, NASA reportedly stopped monitoring potentially dangerous asteroids. Uh A big one, by the way, is expected to brush by Earth on February 4th. <laughs> so that's supposed to tell you that we're in real trouble because they didn't monitor it last time. And there's another big one yeah. brushing by sure. the planet. Sure. And that brush, they don't they don't mention this, but that brush by okay. is 2,600,000 miles from here. Ooh, that's or, a close one. Or on your TV, an inch to scale. <laughs> Unbelievable! Stop it! I love the scare tactics that uh, that they try to employ during these uh, governmental shutdowns. When the fact is that who cares for a couple of days if they're you know if they're not doing anything uh, to try to take more money from us or to try to oppress us further or to try to spy on us a little bit more. I mean, I think most of us agree it's probably a kind of a good thing that they're not that they're not in action fully. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Dave in Ohio, welcome to the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey. How you doing, Pat? Doing good. Yeah, watching that, it's pretty much it's it, it's a farce. The whole thing is a farce. Mm-hmm. It's, it's they're actors. They come out. Oh, my my friends on the other side of the aisle. We've worked. You didn't do anything. You basically you took the weekend off, and you you know you shut the week down. You're showing you're showing the American people that governments like got it shut down. The sky the sky did not fall. Oh my God. Well, maybe it's not that important that you know they're not as important as they think they are. Because right. they, you know, when they talk about it, like, oh my God, we're having a government shutdown. It's like, well, okay, well, what's that actually mean? Oh my God, the sky's gonna fall. Oh, you know, and. Nothing got done. It's the same thing. I mean, if it wasn't for the DACA thing, they would just voted to extend this. That's all it was. But they make this thing, oh, DACA, do we have to have this, blah, blah, blah. It's drama. It's, it's just it's so frustrating. And they get up there, and they're just such, you know, just actors. And, I mean, it's just, it's just frustrating watching this. And then they're all, like, patting each other on the back, like, all yep. these come together, blah, blah, blah. This is how it should be done, blah, blah, blah. Give it a week. They'll be right back nitpicking every little thing. Nothing will get done. Absolutely the, no doubt about that. None. What you said, you said it perfectly a couple minutes ago, is, like, you know, maybe them not there is a good thing. Like, maybe the people kind of, like, God, if they're not there and they're not really screwing anything up anymore, maybe they <laughs> yes. should shut it down for a couple months. You know what I mean? Yes. Maybe over the summer, take the, like, the teachers take the summer off. <laughs> yep. You know. But, okay, thanks, Pat. Thanks, Dave. I, I mean, you know, if they're not there, they're not doing stupid things. 
And when they are there, that's about all they do are stupid things. I mean, you know, let's, oof, I like that idea of just take the summer off, like literally three well, months. In Texas, we have our legislature here meets every other year. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Texas runs so smoothly? Because they're not there every year trying to screw things up. There's off years and nobody's clamoring for why. Why isn't the legislature in session this year? <laughs> Man, we need all kinds of things done. Nope. So over, we don't. Over this state's existence, they've had half of the time to screw this state up yeah. as other states have had to screw their own places up. Exactly right. And I do need to make a correction. You said when they're not there, they're not doing stupid things in yeah. Washington. <laughs> no, they're doing stupid things. We just don't know about them. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Anthony Weiner, probably then we true. find out that's about true. what you've been doing. Boy, <clears throat> there's a guy who can't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's gotten so you yeah. can't be hitting on 15-year-old girls anymore when you're a 45-year-old man. <laughs> with your baby right? in your lap. Oh, right? man. What I remember he world? had his little baby with him taking what? a picture of his junk. What How picky are we going to be in this world? I mean. I know. I Let know. the guy enjoy himself a little bit. Yeah. See? <laughs> oh, he's enjoying himself. A little common yeah, sense in prison. goes a long way. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> really does. Uh, Brad Staggs joins us. <sighs> you know, I, I'll have to admit, I have absolutely no fun facts about earwax. What? Really? Or ears. That wow. or well hearing. never runs dry, my friend. <sighs> but I just mm. didn't prepare. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Damn the torpedoes. Mm. I'm just going in. I'm going in, and we're going to make something up about earwax Mm. that is fascinating and makes everybody in the audience want to go and clean their ears. Wow. Okay. So, Keith, I'm counting on you. What's that fascinating thing? I can't verify this, but I've heard Uh that earwax Mm -hmm. um, is uh, cancerous. Is it? That doesn't work? If you eat enough of it, yes. In okay. California, when they fed enough of it to uh, <laughs> rats, rats, rats yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, they have discovered that in uh, if you eat approximately the size of a Volkswagen okay. of earwax every day, yeah. you know, it's probably you 2,000 yeah. pounds of earwax a day. Uh, you're going to die. You're going you're gonna to be Wait killed. Wait a second. Yeah. There was actually yes. an Australian uh, lawmaker who got caught on camera eating his earwax during a session. Oh, my God. And they eventually oh, elected Lord. him as their oh, prime minister. That is gross. Well, um, so. You're gonna, that? You're going to tweet that out. The guy who used to lead Australia, he was eating his earwax during a session. Oh, oh my God. You, <laughs> you earwax eating no kind of. <laughs> if, I, if I would see that happening, I would puke. I would is that better or worse than eating boogers? Oh, that's worse. I think that's I think you're right, boogers. and I don't know why, uh-huh. but I think you're right. Uh-huh. Look, the point of all of this is earwax is nasty, and so is the guy in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I think we should send him some wax RX just to prove a point. If you want clean ears, if you don't want to be like that nasty man, nasty, nasty man in Australia who eats earwax. <laughs> you turned away Get right you. when you... <laughs> wow, <goodness. laughs> He's trying to play it for me on my on his computer. It's, Go. <laughs> don't look at it. Go to you. Yes, don't have, do not look that up. Whatever you do, don't look it up. Go to usewaxrx.com. Don't be a nasty human. Order your WaxRx today. Use promo code radio and you'll get free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Matt Gray returns. Why do so many people say nuclear? Uh, Nuclear weapons. It's nuclear. There's no (laughs) such thing as nuclear weapons. Nuclear. I think we got that from George W. Bush. Yeah, if the man taught us anything. We're looking at some of the uh, the, uh, uh, nuclears that are uh, pointed uh, directly at us. We've got some nuclears pointed at them, too. So we've got uh, a... uh, uh, nuclear standoff. <laughs> it's nuclear. Nuclear. Triple eight nine hundred. I don't know where that came from. Actually, I don't. Just, uh, just, just went off. Really? For some reason. Just kind of got in your yeah. head somehow. Just kind of got in my head somehow. Like an airworm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What a weird story. Uh, did you have you read about this? Uh, there's a documentary coming out about these uh, triplets that were separated at birth. Uh, it's at the Sundance Film Festival. It's a uh, debut feature documentary called Three Identical Strangers, and it premiered at Sundance Friday. It introduces Bobby Shaffron, Eddie Galland, and David Kelman, who had no idea they were triplets <clears throat> until they turned 19 years old. Uh, but it's kind of a dark story. The Amazing Saga began in 1980 when Shaffron enrolled at Sullivan County Community College two-hour drive north of New York, and he was told he had a double when he got there named Eddie Galland, who had who had just quit the college. So he enrolls in college, and, and the person at the office said, wow, uh, we used to have a guy that looked just like you. You need to look him up. And he did. So he they found out they had the same birthday, the same interests, the same voices, the same mannerisms, same hands. It turns out, you know, there were twins. And it made the front pages of the local tabloids, but the coverage unearthed an even more intriguing story. Their brother, that they didn't know about at this time, Kelman, was reading about the newly acquainted brothers, and he realized that he too looked exactly like the two of them, shared their birthday, and he was also adopted as they were. So he got in touch with them, and the triplets hit it off immediately, moved in together, transferred to the same degree course in international marketing. Public uh, lapped up their story, and they became celebrities in the Manhattan club scene. They made cameo appearances in Madonna's first major movie, Desperately Seeking Susan. Um, it was going really well for them. They were incredibly happy that they'd found each other, so much so that they opened a restaurant called Triplets, they sold European, uh, Eastern European fare, and they had a ball in the early days, but eventually tempers began to fray. Arguments flared over work responsibilities, and so eventually one of them left disillusioned, took off, and quit the business. Then the story takes kind of a tragic turn, well, a definite tragic turn, as Galand had become increasingly depressed and unstable and took his own life at the age of uh, 33. Oh. But the mystery around their infancy turns out to be pretty dark. They were among a number of identical siblings who were split up as part of a dark 1960s nature versus nurture social experiment. Led by psychoanalyst Peter Neubauer of the Jewish Board of Family Children Services in Manhattan. 
he wanted to study what would happen if they t- if they separated these three triplets, put them into uh, vastly diverse homes, and then watch what happens to them as they grow up. That is unbelievable that that could take place in the United States of America in any decade. This is a 1960s. How did he? Get and it was allowed that? to happen. I don't know if the it doesn't say if the parents were, parents would have had to been involved, right? I don't know if this guy paid him off and said, "Look, I'm doing an experiment," um, or maybe he found somebody who was going to put him up for adoption in the first place and convinced them that he t- let's take part of this and maybe you'll make some money. I, it doesn't really explain that part. We really didn't understand just how egregiously these people behaved," uh, said Kelman. Who told? Uh, who said that all six adoptive parents were angered that they too had been kept? Nope, they were kept in the dark. All the adoptive parents were kept in the dark. As we got older, got married, became parents ourselves, we realized how impactful it was. So this filmmaker came across the story while scouting for new documentary ideas. He spent five years on the film, and he dra- describes the story as one of the most extraordinary he's ever heard. Right, right from the start, they're very character, char- characterful, warm people, but there was also a degree of mistrust, which I completely understand. When you hear the full depth of their story and what's happened to them, it's quite understandable that they'd be a bit wary of people. The Jewish board finally agreed to give the surviving brothers access to 100,000 pages of heavily redacted notes on their evaluations after filming was completed. It's interesting because they would contact the birth parents and uh, they would make up some story about, I don't know, they're like looking into the language of children in the area and they would come and interview them. So they didn't tell them what was going on, that they were part of a social experiment, but they'd find a way into the homes so that they could continue uh, the research. I mean, that is despicable. How is that? How is nobody in jail for this? It's committed to, they, they were committed to, to providing identified uh, Neubauer study participants access to their records in a timely and transparent manner. Um, one of the triplets says they refer to us as participants. We weren't participants. We were victims. Yeah, there's no question. And they should be extremely wealthy victims as well. There's got to be a lawsuit over this, I would think. <laughs> Again, how do you get away with that? Breaking up a family like that and and then studying them for their whole lives just to research nature versus nurture. That's evil. It sounds like a Nazi program. Yeah. If there was ever any program that was Nazi-like... It's definitely this. And one of the poor guys commits suicide. Unbelievable. 888 Uh I don't know if people would have ever believed such a thing could happen in the 1960s. I mean, now it's like, well, yeah, of course that happened. <laughs> of course. You think the government's not doing that kind of stuff? In fact, it's not even the, the government. It's the Jewish board in Manhattan. That did this. So they had the power to pull something like this off. <laughs> it's just incredible. Um, also, 
Donald Trump showed up at the uh, March for Life over the weekend. He is the first president in, I think, 56 years to speak at a yeah. March for Life. Isn't that something? That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's what he had to say at the March for Life over the weekend, Donald Trump. The March for Life is a movement born out of love. You love your families. You love your neighbors. You love our nation. And you love every child born and unborn, because you believe that every life is sacred, that every child is a precious gift from God. In the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. On the Mm. National Day of Prayer, I signed an executive order to protect religious liberty. Very proud of that. Today, I'm announcing that we have just issued a new proposal to protect conscientious rights and religious freedoms of doctors, nurses, and other medical professionals. So important. Wow. So did Reagan never speak at the at the Right to Life March? I was stunned by that, too. That's kind of stunning. Mm-hmm. It's been 56 years, obviously. Uh, he didn't do it. That would have been um, Eisenhower? Well, did we have them uh, back then? Yeah, I don't know. I don't before know. Before then? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. No, you didn't. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray. Uh, oh man. And of course, oh. Time now for uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. Almost didn't get here. Thanks. Oh man. Well, I mean, okay, man. the roads. Oh, I mean, because of the I shutdown. Diverse. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Pat. It was touching. I don't know what it was while. like oh. uh, driving in. I know you know we live in in uh, close to the same area, neck of the woods out there in New Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, just north, mm-hmm. just just outside of the Texas border. Mm-hmm. But it is not pretty on the roads. Man. No, it's not. Not it without is the not government on the roads. Not without I mean, the government. Can, you can't. You're still calling them roads. I don't know if they qualify. As I don't know that they so. do either. I just you know <laughs> you can still kind of see where the paint was. Thank goodness they're back and uh, everything should be okay by tomorrow. We should be back on track tomorrow. Is that for sure? Yeah, it looks like they came to an agreement. Because, okay. The Senate did, at least. I don't see how they're going to get that rubble cleaned up out there. (laughs) 
uh, by tomorrow. But if you say so, and all the dead okay. bodies, you got to clean out the oh, dead man. bodies. Same. Yeah. So Same. holy cow! I mean, it's not. It is not going to be pretty. No. I mean, it isn't already. So anyway, I heard you talking to uh, Dingleberry Stew. Yep. Uh, you talk about an All-American Super Bowl, baby. Yep. Patriots, Eagles playing at U.S. Bank Stadium. I mean, you want to talk mm. about red, white, and blue? Yep. Super Bowl. This is it, baby. Um, and you're gonna. I heard you admit that you're gonna be rooting for the Eagles, which means they'll lose. Good. <laughs> New England's gonna beat them. You know that. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, Philadelphia will come in. They've looked great yesterday. Yeah. I mean, they looked strong yesterday. They did against Minnesota. I was really surprised that that first drive from Minnesota made you think, "Oh boy, mm-hmm. here we go." And Philadelphia shut them down after that, man. Mm-hmm. Hard. Really do. And and Brady, you know, he's got his little cut on his hand and he hurt a little bit. If I had to hear about that one more second, <laughs> I was going to go out of my mind. He got a little cut on his hand. His How freaking much can you can you analyze a guy's Glove. Well, they and needed a storyline. They were playing the Jaguars. It wasn't a glove. They had to put yeah. the little glue. And it's a little teeny band aid. Yeah. They had to put the little glue on the hand to make sure that it didn't come off so it stuck on his hand during the game. Is it helping little Tommy out? And they're just. Now, I don't. Did we ever hear for a fact that he's got st- stitches in his hand? I th- they speculated yeah, I he had stitches. Did, yeah. right? But I never saw it. No, they hid that. I don't uh, even know that he had stitches. Well, I mean, will. we don't even know if he actually has a cut. Right? No, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, does he have a hand? I mean, that's just Tom saying, I, I I cut my hand. Yeah. Put a Band-Aid on it. Make him think you cut your hand. Right? That's weird, yeah. And then and then they, they won't answer any questions about it. What's that about, too? I don't know. Even Brady played that Belichick game. I know. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll see. We'll 12 see. Stitches. I don't know. Yeah. 12, 12 stitches? 12 stitches, apparently. Oh, wow. See? That's a lot. So what now? Mr. Brady Hader. I still say the same thing. We didn't need to <laughs> analyze it that And much. I love the fact, I mean, I, no way was, uh, uh, did anyone really, th- in the Jacksonville New England game, when Tom drives him down, scores the touchdown to put him in the lead, mm-hmm. and you think, that's the game. Mm-hmm. Did anyone ever have confidence that the Jaguars were going to come back after that? No. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, had that been when reversed? Were, when they were up by uh, two scores, I had no confidence they were going to win. Had that been reversed, you would have. everyone would have said, oh, Tom's going to drive him down and win. Mm-hmm. Or kick the field goal or score the touchdown. You know that. Tom's going to do that. There's mm-hmm. no question. No question. Now, there's been games where he hasn't done that, but you still believe that he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. There's not a chance that everybody thought, what's his name, Bartles? Yeah. Blake uh, Bortles. Bortles was going to do that for Jacksonville. And I, I mean, that's too bad on his part. Cause if he he did, actually played a pretty good game. Yes, he did. So. He was good. Yes, he did. Jacksonville had a pretty good team. Yeah, they did. They were a pretty yeah. good, strong team. Yeah. I don't know why I don't like them, but I just don't. You don't like Jacksonville? Eh. No, they're a, yeah. What's wrong eh. with Jacksonville? Eh, they're, just, they're a bunch of thugs. What? Bunch of thugs. I don't like them. Okay. That's uh-huh. what's wrong with them. Mm. Right. They're thugs. Why? They're they thugs in the NFL, and I don't like them. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. You have no idea. Exactly. I have no idea. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> 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 All right, and it is uh, J.J. Watt, uh, Greg Olson, and Benjamin Watson Yeah, Greg Olson for the uh, Walter Payton finalists. Yeah. Uh, those three guys have done a lot, and you're right. Uh, J.J. will probably, you know, probably the odds on favor. Ben Watson is a great guy, though. Yes, he is. Great guy. Yes, he is. And, in fact, we did we not meet him here? He's yeah, been we've here, had him once here or twice, times. right? Yeah. Two or three. Yeah, he was really nice. Mm-hmm. Really good guy. Yep. Um, anyway, those are the three. I know you were uh, talking about that earlier. And um, – also, while you were gone on Friday, uh, the big press conference on Friday in Vegas after 110 days, 
Uh, they had their first oh, yeah, press finally. conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, did we get some news from that. No. Uh, oh, here we go. I'll give you the news. All okay. Right. They, they, de- they issued a detailed 81-page report. <clears throat> and uh, they showed us uh, Paddock's internet search. They cleared the girlfriend of suspicion. Uh, that was it. <laughs> uh, there's no new news. It's so funny. Uh, it was literally nothing. There's no right? new news. There yeah. was nothing. I mean, even uh, Mike, the guy uh, reporting for uh, NBC TV in uh, Las Vegas that I've been following, his one of his final tweets was, none of this is new. So frustrating. It's wow. just, uh, I mean, it's very, very difficult. Um, now, they did see that they, uh, and, and according to him, one of his tweets from the press conference was, uh, Metro's report on the Las Vegas shooting investigation doesn't appear to confirm if Mandalay Bay ever called the police. I also don't see a time when the windows were broken, as Sheriff Lombardo suggested it would. Nothing new. Mm. Uh, that's pretty frustrating. And they also, uh, you know, we talked about the, they today I think they discovered who the guy was that took the pictures, what police officer, what SWAT team guy broke into the room and took the pictures that were released, that weren't supposed to be released of the room and the guns and everything. Somebody needs to. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, I mean, we've got a long way to go on this Vegas shooting. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what the outcome will be, but it sure seems. You know, he made a point of saying that the FBI has another ongoing investigation, not them. Mm -hmm. Just what, what are you talking about? Let's tell us what the heck is going on. Uh, just for some it, reason, they don't want to. There's something they keep diverting back and forth, and uh-huh. I just I don't know. It yeah, make any sense. It's strange. It sure is. In your gut, do you uh, think we're ever going to know the truth? I don't know. Well, I want to say yes. I want to say yes, bad, and and I really do. And I, I want to say that. Uh, I, but now. Where we're at now, do you think you do you think you'll ever have a the feeling in your gut that it's definitively the truth? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Good point. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, I think that we're gonna at some point in time we're gonna come out with the information that says, um, "Yep, this is it. This is all uh, all knowing. This is what we know. This is everything." After all the hours of videotape and everything, here you go, and uh, then, oh, okay, but. What about this and what about that? And I thought you said that this was a problem. It's, you're never going to get it all. About mm-hmm. it. Or you're never going to feel like you have it all. It was pretty amazing watching how he, well, they talked about how he took, brought all the weapons in, uh, in different suitcases, different days. For two or three days, he brought them in in separate suitcases and used different bellmen. Mm. Uh, so they didn't suspect, you know, this guy bringing up, did you bring in three suitcases yesterday? Wow. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they discovered some of that with some of the footage. And, uh, I mean, they've still got, you know, thousands of hours of footage to go through. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems pretty fast that the sheriff department would clear the girlfriend up out of all this. Well, it's been I mean, five months. No, I, I know, but then, but then throw it back out there that the FBI is, still has some ongoing investigation that we don't know on who or for what. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, today's also a big day. Uh, Amazon.com opened its big checkout free grocery store today. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I love it. The Seattle store. Amazon Go. This is where you, you go into the store and you just put everything in your in your cart and then you just leave, yep. right? You don't have to check it out. Cameras, and it's sensors. it's all checked tr- out. Uh, by sensor on your way out. Yep, you walk in. Uh, That's amazing. 
Yep, you uh, the uh, here you huh. go in uh, to start shopping. Customers scan the Amazon Go smartphone app and pass through the gated turnstile, and off you go. Now they have had huh. some, uh, um, you know, they had some issues because remember it was supposed to it opened to some of the employees in 2016, the end of 2016, uh, and then uh, it was supposed to open last year to the public, but the challenges were like. Um, Identifying shoppers with similar body types, there was a problem with some of that. Um, when children were brought in during the trial, they caused havoc. You know, they were running around crazy, moving items, which is what they wanted to do. I mean, that's you know, it wasn't like <laughs> this is what they wanted them to do, so that mm-hmm. they would test out how the computer system would work. But it did cause havoc. And uh, now they're through the test phase, and they seem to be working according to them. They said that. Uh, you know, now, uh, if you look at these products, he was sh- showing a uh, a Starbucks drink uh, next to each other on the shelf. And he said one had light cream and the other had regular. The technology now, learn to tell them apart. Wow. So. So you just drop them in the cart and then it, it scans all of them at the same time as you leave? Or how how does that work? As, as it Do we comes know? off the shelf and it goes into your cart, then uh, it says, oh, hey, Pat Gray got a Starbucks coffee. Oh. And then you say, "Oh, I don't want that," and you put it back. It says, "Oh, Pat didn't want the coffee," and it goes off the goes off your cart. Okay. So I mean, so by the time you go back through the line, it should have everything that you have in your cart. So you go out the door, boop, there you go, total. Pretty cool if you trust it. I know. I'm. I'm all. I think mm. I let's try it. Do you I get a receipt? It. I guess they email your receipt on your right? app. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's on your app, right? I mean, you do the same thing. At Sam's Club, I mean, you go through Sam's Club and scan the goods, and then you don't have to go through the checkout. It just rings you up yeah, and you go out the door. We're getting too comfortable with technology. Mm. I love it. I mean, uh, go to <laughs> sure. boop, boop. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm out the door. I don't have to go. I don't have to. You know, you must love it because then I. I mean, Pat, because then you don't. If you were to use that app. Like, you know, you go into Sam's, you have you download the app, and you say, okay, I'm getting this product, boop, 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 put it in your car, go through, go to the front door, then all you have to talk to is the front door guy. Or the, <laughs> yes. the back, the guy when you're leaving the store. Yeah. You don't have to talk to anyone else, Pat. You must, you you need this app bad. This I do. for you. I do need it. Because you don't have to talk course, to we go anyone. To, we go to Costco instead of Sam's Club. But, so I will. We don't have that. Apps are things uh, on your, your cell phone that, that you don't get oh, is to that use a new, too are much. Are they a new thing? Yeah, you don't really yeah. uh, use it so much, but uh, mm. maybe if you get this app, uh, of course, you will have to agree to all sorts of terms and conditions. So it's an appetizer that I get on? An appetizer on your phone. <laughs> and it gets a little messy. Just carry a wet wipe, and you should be good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so yesterday was the uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards. Yay! The SAG Awards. And man, when, they, when you get together... <laughs> Yeah, man. When you get together with the SAG Awards and they show up at the red carpet, uh-huh. you, I mean, fun. It's a good time, right? Fun is a word that I use. Better believe it. <laughs> well, they were interviewing uh, Ann Dowd. You know, Ann's uh, is from her uh, latest show, A uh, Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. where she plays, uh, oh, I don't know, one of the commie people <laughs> in Handmaid's Tale. But uh, she, she believed that when commenting and asking about the me too, and it's about time movement. That, uh, oh my gosh, I wonder whose fault she thinks it all is. What do you think took so long? Why do you, why do you think we're reacting now? Well, I think Trump has taken us to a new low. Oh my God, <laughs> I do, and I think it has forced us to say, "Wait a minute, stop." <laughs> the stop. what? The amount of 
disrespect on many levels of human beings. Uh, women have, it's, you know, it's a complicated thing for those who don't have isn't the it? funds to isn't say, it? I'm going to my boss and you're going to get fired. Though that The woman gets fired and then her children go hungry and there is no roof over your head. It's a complicated situation. And I think what makes it different now is that there's money. They're raising the funds to help these people who can't, men and women, who cannot speak for themselves because, I mean, cannot speak up because they'll lose their livelihood, their way of life. And now I think there's another way and another option to silence. What? Uh-huh. That yeah. didn't even make a freaking bit of sense. But what are you talking about? Doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do this with the dirt bag. This was started by Harvey Weinstein. That's what kicked off this It doesn't have anything storm. to do with the dirt bag producers, wow. the directors, nothing. the actors. Hollywood, nothing. The Hollywood nothing. douchebags have been raping each other for 45 years. We are washing our hands of this. Yeah, we got nothing Trump. going on there. Look at Donald Trump, who took office last year. Right. Come on now. It's just... I can't stand these people. <laughs> just go back to oh doing your comedy gosh. show, and please. Just, <laughs> wow. Just go back to doing the comedy show, please. That's all I need. Oof. And also on the weekend, uh, which is a lot of fun, uh, Twitter puts out their moments. Sometimes they have their, uh, they send out a tweet from Twitter moments and let you know what's happening around the country from different tweets and different pictures. And uh, the Twitter moments uh, about church yesterday were some, uh, some really good ones. Uh, the first one started out from uh, Brockton, Mass., uh, pray for Tom's hand. And you can see the sign over the church there. We've got some signs. Pray for Tom's hand, which I like. From uh, Faithway Baptist Church, please God, anybody but the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> so the first congressional United Church of Christ, not fake news, good news. I love that. Mm-hmm. Good church sign mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. St. Paul's uh, United Church of Christ, blessed are those from the crap holes. From the what? From the crap holes. You know, those, those crap old countries. <laughs> uh, there's a tweet from, I just saw a church uh, in D.C. with a sign advertising free Wi-Fi. That's either the most awesome or the most pathetic thing I've seen. <laughs> church sign in the country, be an organ donor, give your heart to Jesus. Oh, that's I awesome. know. That's United sweet. Methodist, one for you, Pat. Yeah. Jedi Jesus. And remember also the tweet, life without God is like an unsharpened pencil, Pat. No point. Wow. Uh, okay. Come on now. Not great. <laughs> I know. That's I awesome. Know. I know. All right. Triple eight seven two seven. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And that is chewing the fat with Jeffy. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh-huh. <sighs> 888-900-3393. Uh, it is Pat Gray Unleashed. Just uh, kind of keeping an eye on, uh, on the government shutdown situation. As they have said now that Schumer and McConnell have come to some sort of agreement on uh, ending the Ooh, standoff and the shutdown. Thank you. Thank goodness, because uh, I don't know about you, but my life has, it's come to a screeching halt mm-hmm. ever since the government shut down thing. Well, there's, I mean, 
what are we supposed to do now? I I, I have no reason to live, so I'm hoping this thing gets right. over. Right, exactly right. Uh, got some tweets here at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag tell Pat. Spunky Teacher says, I wonder if the NFL will ship the Eagles Super Bowl champions t-shirts and jerseys to third world countries before the game because you know the Patriots are going to win. <laughs> oh. uh, mocking Drib. Hey, Keith. I just have to ask this burning question. Exactly how many toboggan caps do you own? Inquiring minds want to know. I don't know. Mm. I have no idea. You, do have, you seem uh, to have an endless supply. I'll count and I'll get back to you. If I can count past 18, we'll see. Marianne Reevy, if they feel guilty about watching Friends, meaning the millennials who had that story a while ago, what does that even mean? Don't watch. Right. I can't stomach Mar- Modern Family or Will and Grace. Guess what? I don't watch. What a huh. concept. Uh, DM and DM. Uh, a concept. S- yeah, he sends over this tweet. Uh, I'll bet Michael Moore won another SAG award for lowest hanging moobs. <laughs> Which are man boobs, uh-huh. right? Moobs. I like that. <clears throat> I like that a lot. Uh, the big trial with Larry Nasser, who is a gymnastics doctor who apparently molested every single girl he ever came in contact with. It's unbelievable. Like 150 girls are saying that he sexually harassed her or assaulted them. And Allie Raisman, who uh, was a big Olympic star during, I believe, the last Olympic Games, uh, was just testifying against him. They're giving all these girls, like 100 and some of them, the chance to speak to him directly in court. And uh, here was Allie Raisman laying into him earlier today. Larry, you do realize now that we, this group of women you so heartlessly abused over such a long period of time, are now a force and you are nothing. Mm. The tables have turned, Larry. We are here. We have our voices and we are not going anywhere. And now, Larry, it's your turn to listen to me. There is no map that shows you the pathway to healing. Realizing that you are a survivor of sexual abuse is really hard to put into words. I cannot adequately capture the level of disgust I feel when I think about how this happened. Larry, you abused the power and trust I and so many others placed in you, and I am not sure I will ever come to terms with how horribly you manipulated and violated me. You are the USA Gymnastics National Team Doctor, the Michigan... Mm. And of course, there's some sort of glitch. You were trusted by so many and took Mm. advantage of countless athletes and their Mm. families. The effects of your actions are far-reaching. Abuse goes way beyond the moment, often haunting survivors for the rest of their lives, making it difficult to trust and impacting their relationships. It is all the more devastating when such abuse comes at the hand of such a highly regarded doctor. Since it leaves survivors questioning the organizations and even the medical profession itself, upon which so many rely. I am here to face you, Larry, so you can see I've regained my strength, that I'm no longer a victim, I'm a survivor. I'm getting the impression she she didn't like him that much. Is I'm, it just me? Is no, I'm picking just, up on that. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she appreciates his work yeah, at it all. It sounds like this guy had this sick, twisted cottage industry of abusing every female yeah, that crossed it does. his path. It does and and it sounds like he will never be out of prison the rest of his life, uh, and it sounds like he deserves that fate um, because he, I, he's already been found guilty, right? And now they're just allowing all of the victims to come in and and let him have it. Interesting. Triple eight. 
933-93. Alex in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just told it was kind of ridiculous, but why not have a GoFundMe page for the stupid wall and get it done? <laughs> I mean, they got GoFundMe page for everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, couldn't and, we, we? I mean, could... I'm willing to chip in a few grand, and I, I know, I know, I can't be the only one on this planet that wants this done. No, it's, I, I mean, not just not that I want it done. I just want it over <laughs> with, one way or the other. Make it legal for everybody to be here in the whole world, or follow the laws that we have. I don't care which way you go. Just get it done. I'm tired of the arguing. Yeah, I like this idea, Alex. I'm wondering, like can, can you me. get a little um, engravement on the brick that you pay for? And then you're like on one side to be in English facing north, and then on the other side facing <laughs> south it'll be in Spanish. <laughs> I don't do care about recognition. Uh-huh. I, I could care less about recognition. Just get it mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I'd contribute to it. Uh, thanks, Alex. If that's if that's what it takes to get the stupid wall built, build the wall that way. Do a GoFundMe page because I I know there'd be millions, tens of millions of Americans who would contribute to that. And it doesn't have to. Again, it doesn't have to be a wall even at this point. Make it the, the the double fencing with the border road that goes through it. So the Border Patrol has a an access in the middle, yeah. and you've got the fence on both sides, and that's all it would take. I think all we're asking for at this point is let's have a border, yeah. period. Yeah. Ugh. Let's enforce something. That would be nice. But we don't, and we probably won't. 888 It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 Everybody else have the same uh, crud that I had last week and still have today? Um, yeah, there's people actually just all over the building. Is I think it, every corner. That's just a, this is quite an epidemic of flu. Of course, I had flu and strep throat. So it was a, uh, it was a fun four or five days and uh, still is, as a matter of fact. Now people are tripping out. Some of the teenagers who were taking Tamiflu are apparently having hallucinations from it now. It's never done that. That's from Tamiflu? That's not from uh, smoking, uh, you know, uh, heated up wasp spray? No, well, they claim it's from Tamiflu. Okay. So, in fact, one one girl said she saw the gates of hell open up and the, the devil was speaking in her ear after taking Tamiflu. I don't know if there was something else going on there, too. I, I don't know, but uh, huh. really weird. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we got to tell you about California, who is making up for the tax cuts that we're going to get on a federal basis, and they are apparently pitching a business tax increase to make up for it in California. I mean, <laughs> you can't make that up. You just can't make that up. 
Also going on is the the gymnastics women who have been uh, compromised, who've been uh, sexually assaulted by this doctor who was the gymnastics doctor for years, uh, both, I think, at Michigan State and in the USA gymnastics team, is hearing from all the gymnasts he victimized. I mean, one after another. From Allie Raisman to uh, Paula Daniels is one of the mothers of the victims. Just about everybody who's won a medal in the last 15 years was abused by this guy. Um, and so he is uh, he's getting his just desserts today. They're telling him exactly what they think, and they're making him sit there and listen to it. He didn't want to. He was claiming to be a victim. I shouldn't have to listen to this. I've already paid enough. The judge was like, nah, no, you haven't. Nope. You got to abuse them. Now you get to hear from them. So that continues today as well. 888 Barbara in Ohio. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. That was Hi. what I wanted to comment. I had heard on the news that um, he had requested of the judge that he be exempt from the courtroom. And the judge yeah. said, oh, no, 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 you're going to be here. And it made me feel good that for once the judge was looking at the victim's side instead of the defendant's rights. Yeah, I, th- I thought I that was great. Yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, I think I he should too. he should be forced to listen to it all. Well, absolutely. The girls didn't get to be they didn't get to leave the room when he molested nope. them. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Thanks, Barbara. Okay. Appreciate it. So yeah, he's he's getting everything he deserves. Uh, and and then after all of this, he's probably never going to get out of prison again. Um, they, in fact, they're printing some of the things that uh, Allie Raisman said to him. She, uh, she's not happy with the guy, and she let him have it. Uh, and she was very composed. Didn't didn't break at least what I saw of her of her testimony. She didn't break down. She just laid it out very matter of factly. Um, and apparently, yeah, he did he did a lot of creepy stuff. So. Yeah, he's definitely definitely getting what he deserves. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we're getting what we deserve if you watch MSNBC and the Morning Cup of Postum with uh, Bobby and his main squeeze or whatever they're called. I think that's it. That's <laughs> I think that's name. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bobby has a new song out, and they used it. The name is actually Joe Scarborough. hasn't has a song. Mika introduced this segment. Uh, I think it was this morning. They were talking about the uh, the protest, the women's protest over the weekend against Donald Trump. So they put together a montage of a protest with Joe Scarborough's new hit single, <laughs> and uh, and so they had Mika so that he wouldn't look too self serving. He's just on camera with her. They're on a split screen. He doesn't say anything, and she introduces a segment and talks about how great this is. Uh, I'll let you be the judge of how great this is. Joe Scarborough's single for the Women's March. Oh, and we actually have the video of it, too. So uh, let's see it and hear it. Once in your life, you may get the chance to stand against a column of tanks. My thanks to our president is doing it just so wrong. Holding up your hand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be 
beautiful. What's in your life? Everybody. We all in this movement together. You may get the chance to say. We're not stopping. Words like deep within your heart. Heart. That change the outcome of a day. Of a day. You cannot have somebody like this in the White yeah. House. Once in your life. You may dare hold out your hand. Resist the racism. You stranger in me. Let's march on to the polls. Whose words you cannot understand. Women have decided that they want to take back the conversation. And how the world turns finally. Define good. Horn section change. Once in your life, you get the chance to make Mika your wife. <laughs> oh, man. That was difficult. Don't cause oh. strife. And take and cut meat with a knife. Ooh, write that down. Huh? Write that down. Write that down. Write I think down. I'm onto something right there. I've, I've just improved Joe's song about 800%. Uh-huh. How embarrassing is that? How embarrassing is that? They've got no shame whatsoever on MSNBC. Okay, hold on a second. There might we might need a pat poll. All right. So I'm, this is what I hear, and they're all connected to. No, they're not connected to NBC. Okay, here we go. What's more embarrassing mm-hmm. is it uh, Joe Scarborough with his little uh, stand song? Is, oh, is it, that what it's called? It's called stand. Stand. Mm-hmm. Stand. Is it Al Gore's uh, reading poetry to Harry Smith? Oh wow. Or is it you pooped your pants? Oh man. I I think you're about to tweet this out. Wow. That's gonna be a tough one. What are you going I with? I can't I can't make the decision. You make it for us okay. at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You can tweet us or you can call us and let us know. Once in your life. So it's okay, it's stand by Scarborough or is you I pooped my pants by Al Roker more embarrassing. Or Al Gore's poem that he read with Harry Smith yeah. on CBS. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think you know that. I think that deserves actually playing those, so you can uh-huh. you can remember okay. what each of those sounds like. Um, if I can find that. Okay, let's see. Oh man, a uh, stand song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Al Gore's poetry. Gore poetry. Mm-hmm. And it was um, Al Roker's pooped my pants. Huh. Huh. Okay, wait a minute. Did the did your uh, uh audio vault poop its pants? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna have to reset it because it's Oh, uh, I heard it. Yeah, going, you hear oh, that reset? No. Yeah, just reset. Okay. Uh because it's it's screwed up right now. But I I w- once in your life. We're gonna have some comparison here. We're gonna do the Al Gore. <laughs> If it's the last thing I do on the air today, I'm doing the Al Gore poem and Al Roker poop my pants because uh-huh. I must know what you think about this. 
I, Joe Scarborough competes nicely with both of them. Uh-huh. Doesn't see. he? Once in your life. <laughs> and the genius guitar work there, too. Really, really good. Uh, he's got to be very, very proud. All right. And so if you go to Pat Unleashed, mm-hmm. uh, the Twitter page, at Pat Unleashed, you will find... Yeah. Because while your while while your audio vote was shutting down, people didn't realize that you were uh, uh, putting a poll up. Oh, I I do so many things at the same time. It's it's amazing, quite frankly. What a multitasker! Mm-hmm. All right, so you got the ones in your life. You just heard that from Scarborough. Is okay. it that is that more embarrassing or is one, this? one thin September soon a floating cotton disappears in midnight sun. Vapors rise as fever settles on an acid sea. On Neptune's acid bones sea. dissolve. Snow glides from the mountain. Ice fathers floods for, for a season. season. Hard rain Hard comes rain quickly. Comes quickly. Oh. Then dirt is parched. Then dirt is Kindling parched. is placed in the forest for the, the lightning, lightning celebration. celebration. Unknown creatures, creatures take, take their leave, unmourned. Horsemen, Horsemen ready their stirrups. Ready their Passion seeks Passion heroes thing. and friends. The bell of the city on the hill is rung. The shepherd cries. The Here hour of choosing has arrived. Here, Here are your are tools. Your tools. I am a tool. I'm so glad you read that. I was really, I'm very happy. Thanks for to, asking. Very, very I'm happy. happy to hear it in your voice. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm happy thank to you. hear it in your voice. Thank you. Would you like to do dinner? Thank you. Thank you. Let's go make mad passionate love now. You can, you can massage my second chakra, Harry. I'd appreciate it <sighs> if you'd massage my second chakra for me. <laughs> uh, and here is another tool. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> All right, so is it that? Is it either of those two, or is it... Once in your life uh. <laughs> You may get the chance to stand uh, Stand Against a column of tanks Col- Against a column of tanks? <laughs> right down uh, K Street. Right now as we speak. So there was a column of tanks coming after these women yesterday? What the, the hell? hell? We, sent out the, we sent out the military against <laughs> the women's march? Wow. Uh, Come on. That's, uh, okay, you share with me. Which is more embarrassing? Mm-hmm. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. All right, so uh, we have a poll on Twitter, or you can call 888-933-93, which is the most embarrassing uh, to the people involved. (laughs) The new Joe Scarborough song, Stand, which they played on their show this morning. What's in your life? Really good. Really good. Really good. Uh, It goes a little something like this. Once in your life You may get the chance to stand Stand Against a column of tanks Against a column of tanks Joe, this is not Tiananmen Square 
come on, man. Is that what they're kind of alleging? Is that there's a column of tanks waiting for these women who were protesting over the weekend? Is that more embarrassing, or would it be Gore's poem? One thin September soon, a floating continent disappears <laughs> in the midnight sun. Midnight. Vapors rise Vapors. as fever settles Fever's on an acid sea. On an acid Neptune's bones dissolve. dissolve. Snow glides from the mountain. For a Ice fathers floods for, for a season. season. A hard rain comes quickly. Comes quickly. Then dirt is parched. Then dirt is parched. Kindling is placed Kindling. in the forest for, for the, the lightning celebration. celebration. Unknown creatures take, take their, their leave unmourned. Horsemen ready their stirrups. Mm. stirrups. Passion seeks heroes and friends. friends. The bell of the city on the hill Hail. is rung. The bell shepherd cries. Crieth. The hour of choosing oh, has choose arrived. Here, Here are your tools. Your tool. I am a tool. So, you know, I'm so glad you read that. I yes. was really, I'm very happy. Thanks for asking hear, me. Yeah. I'm happy to hear it in your voice. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think we're all. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. So um, the first line mm-hmm. of that is um, something about a continent floating. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ow. Continents, they, oh. they don't float. <laughs> Just I want to throw that out there. Um, okay. And then uh, the other one is, is deeper in there where he talks about ice fathering floods. For a season. I cannot listen to that poem without thinking of like ice, like getting it on, you know, because it's fathering a flood. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Sorry. it is. So is this, of course. Um, you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Okay. So which of those? Which of those three should, they, the, should the author be more embarrassed by? Melissa Brown tweets uh, at Pat Unleashed, uh, mm. once in your life... You pooped in your pants. <laughs> Everybody wants a, a <laughs> wants a parody by you on this. Um, and oh, GD Chapel says that uh, I bet Joe gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner does. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's true. Totally, you true. know that's true. Thanks a lot, GD. That's uh, sad but true. I'm I'm sure. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, let's go to Jordan in Missouri. You're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Sorry, hey. I'm having a hard time hearing you guys, but I just wanted to call really quick to remind you that. Can you hear me, Pat? Yep, I got you. Okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. when you and Glenn went down to the border, uh-huh. I think it was either two or three years ago, and you were giving uh, toys and food to kids who right. were crossing the border. Right. All so many conservatives, even people on the network. We're so critical of you guys, mm-hmm. but yet now it's like, okay, well, DACA, you know, it's fine. But they were saying that giving Boy. kids toys Isn't that would encourage truth? people to cross the border. And we're so mad, but now, oh, yeah, dreamers, whatever. No My problem. gosh, that's a great Excellent point, perspective. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for the call. <laughs> I, I hadn't even, I, I hadn't thought of that for a while, but wow, is that the truth? Mm-mm. We we got hammered for that. Hammered. They were kids. Uh, they're from no fault of their own, right? Isn't this what we're hearing about the Dreamers, the DACA people? Through no fault of... In fact, these are young, young kids from like 7 to 12. And we brought them soccer balls and Christmas gifts. And that was the worst thing we could possibly do. And now those same some of those same people... Who are all upset, all up in arms over us helping the children are fine. Are fine with uh, with get granting amnesty to 3.2 million dreamers. Don't don't let the 800,000 figure fool you. It's more like 3.2 million, and they're talking about including the parents in the deal. 
Now you're talking about, I don't know, six million? Easily. Seven million? Eight million people? How many? A good portion of the 20 to 25 or 30 million people that are here are going to get amnesty in this deal. And it's both Republicans and Democrats who are in on it. It's great. Uh, Lewis in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Thanks for taking my call. I got two things for you here Uh, on that doctor for the Olympics. uh, My point is... uh, there was other people involved in that. Those coaches knew about that stuff going on, and they hit it. As far as I'm concerned as a father, they should they should have been charged also. Mm-hmm. And not only that, some of the parents supposedly knew what was going on, but to get to get their children into the Olympics, they kind of just, you know, poo-pooed it and said, oh, that's okay. Uh, you wow. know, no worries there, you know. And that, that's, yeah. uh, that would not go over well with me as a father. The other no, thing me on your poll there – uh, there should be classifications because if it's embarrassment to themselves, well, that's Roker. If it's embarrassment to the country, that's Gore. If it's embarrassment, embarrassment to humanity, oh, that's Scarborough. <laughs> I mean, no doubt about it. Come on. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. You're doing right. a great job. Thank you. Uh, I think he's right. Once in your life. Get the chance to stand, stand, stand against a column of tanks. What this uh, president is doing is just so wrong. Holding up your hand against a column of tanks. Yeah, man. Holding up your hand. So the column of tanks is holding people's hands up. Sure. Or you're holding up your hands. Yeah, that's what so that. So the column of tanks doesn't shoot. No, no, no. You know what a tank is, right? It's that yeah, big. Is that, I do. And it's got the long thing that sticks mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. That's to hold your hands up. Oh, okay. Like they slowly lift it up and then it holds All your right. hands up. So once in my life, okay, I get the opportunity to stand against a column of tanks that holds up my hand. Yep. All yep. right. Okay. Okay. Or one thin September soon. One thin September soon. soon. A floating continent disappears. Floating continent sun. disappears. Vapors rise okay. as fever settles. I think the floating continent he's talking about there is Antarctica, right? Okay. Is that what he's talking about? Sure. All right. On an acid sea. On an Neptune's acid sea. Neptune's bones dissolve. Snow glides from the mountain. Ice fathers floods for, for a season. season. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. All right. So there you go. Just another comparison between the three. Yeah. Now, I voted, <clears throat> by the way. Um, I'm not going to say who I voted for in that no. Pat poll. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, vote. You can't vote. You know this. No. Why, why can't I vote? Because you yeah. are the one that posted it. You can't uh, vote. On the your... guy who posts can't vote? No. Is that a real thing? Is that, a, is that a, some rule? Well, you should know because you're the one that posted it. <laughs> are you not? Yeah, of course. See? Of course I posted you it. You would know. I mean, obviously I posted it. How who, would else, you who else is going to post it if I don't? It's, yeah. it's it's my Twitter page. I mean, if you want something done, you right? got to do it yourself. Exactly. Pat. It's not going to get done by magic. That's right. At Pat Unleashed, if you would like to uh, take part in the poll that Pat right. posted. Yes. Uh, also, Apple uh, had Tim Cook talking about social media. He's not a big fan. In fact, he doesn't think kids should be allowed access to social media. And I think he's got a really good point here. Mm-hmm. Although he runs the biggest tech company on the planet, Apple chief executive Tim Cook is concerned by the risk <clears throat> that technology poses to kids. 
Speaking at Harlow College in Essex, England last week, Cook said there should be limits on the use of technology in schools. And he said he doesn't want his young nephew using social media. I don't have a kid, but I have a nephew that I put some boundaries on. Wait, you're putting boundaries on your nephew? <laughs> Where's his parents? <laughs> what <are> you, t- <laughs> if I, you know, my brother, my brothers and sisters don't put boundaries on my children. I, I kind of do that myself, <laughs> my wife and I. Um, so that's kind of weird. He says, there's some things that I won't allow. I don't want them on a social network. You're the uncle. Shut up. What is, did they, did the parents just turn over the parenting to the uncle? Well, yeah, he's the head of Apple. He's, <laughs> That's right. He's the one that makes the rules. We don't. <laughs> it's Tim. He's like the Apple head. I don't believe in overuse of technology. I'm not a person that says we've achieved success if you're using it all the time. I don't subscribe to that at all. Cook was speaking at the school as it adopted Apple. Everyone can code program in which every student got an iPad. Wow. While saying that these days computer coding is more important to learn than a foreign language, Cook also said there's time to put the computer or iPad or iPhone down. That's for sure. It's actually kind of nice to hear the CEO of the biggest company in the world say this. There are still concepts that you want to talk about and understand. In a course on literature, do I think you should use technology a lot? Probably not. Cook's comments came a couple of weeks after some major Apple shareholders said the iPhone maker needs to be more socially responsible and help kids kick their phone addictions. Uh, and adults, for that matter. I know a lot of adults with phone addictions as well. Social media is one of the few areas of tech that Apple is not involved in. May just as well be. Uh, last week, Twitter admitted... Many more users than previously reported had been exposed to Russian misinformation around the 2016 presidential campaign. And Facebook is in the process of revamping its news feed in an effort to weed out misinformation and provide a healthier user experience. I will say, I have a son who will not. He can't, he can't watch a show anymore, a, a movie. He was home for Christmas uh, from school. And he's looking at his phone the entire movie. Like, put that down. Can't you just watch? Do you have to? What are you doing? I'm tweeting. You have to tweet the whole time? Yes. What are you going to do? It's in his 20s. What are you going to do? I mean, he's no match for your tweeting prowess, (laughs) right? Well, no. I mean, not when I'm multitasking the way I do. It's a sight to behold, Pat. Incredible. At Pat Unleashed. Here's the thing. I can put it down at any time and believe me. No, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, 
at Pat Unleashed, Jack Hole Beer Guy says, uh, I thought the guy eating earwax was the worst thing I would experience today until I had to hear Joe Scarborough sing. <laughs> Good point. You're welcome. Uh, DM time in DM. More I'd rather listen to, uh, I'd rather listen to my old border collie fart his way up the stairs than Morning Joe's new single. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Corey Emerson wants a once in your life, who pays your salary mashup. That's a good idea, too. Uh-huh. That's kind of fun. I like it. Uh, California is going for some record to be the worst the worst state in the history of states. I think hold on to the record. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is unbelievable. It, it, New York is pretty bad as far as states go, but it's tough to compete with California. <clears throat> Two Democratic state assemblymen want to raise the state's business taxes in response to President Trump's federal tax overhaul. So we went from a business tax of 35%, which is the highest in the industrialized world, Highest in the industrialized world. There's like, I don't know, Uganda or someplace that has a higher rate. And that's about it. Assemblyman Kevin McCarty of Sacramento and Phil Ting of San Francisco introduced Assembly Constitutional Amendment 22 Thursday that would raise corporate taxes on California companies with revenues higher than $1 million. The state tax hike would be for an amount equivalent to half what they receive from the federal tax cut. (laughs) Why would you do this to businesses? Why? Just to drive them out of your state? Good. Go ahead. They'll wind up here in Texas. I've seen enough billionaire justice in the first 11 months of this presidency to last my lifetime, McCarty said in a statement. At a time when reckless federal tax policy favors billionaires over middle-class workers, ACA 22 will help ensure that California can continue to grow and support middle-class families throughout the state. Uh, watch them vote this in. And, I, and again, I hope they do. That's what each of these states are supposed to be. Uh, little experiments in the republic, right? Little democratic experiments. 888 More Hollywood hypocrisy for you, too. Uh, Scarlett Johansson calling out James Franco. Uh, but this after she defended Woody Allen recently. She slammed fellow actor James Franco in a speech at the Women's March in Los Angeles. But uh, just recently, she defended Woody Allen, saying the child abuse allegations against him are all guesswork. She said, I want my pin back, by the way, referring to James Franco's Time's Up pin that he wore at the Golden Globes. However, now Johansson, who starred in Woody Allen's movie Match Point, Scoop, and Vicky Cristina Barcelona, finds herself feeling the heat after having praised Woody Allen and downplayed accusations of child abuse that have been leveled against him. By his his daughter, right? Dylan um congrats to scarlett johansson for calling out james franco and the harmful cool girl narrative but you still haven't denounced woody allen and apologized to dylan farrow one month after allen's estranged daughter dylan farrow penned an open letter accusing him of sexual abuse 
in 2014. <sighs> Johansson told The Guardian, it's not like this is somebody that's been prosecuted and found guilty of something. And, and you can then go, I don't support his lifestyle or whatever. I mean, that's all guesswork. Yeah. Uh, same with James Franco. He hasn't been found guilty of anything. This is all guesswork. They don't have, there's no proof against, in fact, it's like a bad dating experience with James Franco. The worst allegation against him that I've seen is that, uh, a woman did something to him that he asked her to do that she wanted to do later because they were in a relationship and she just didn't want to do it while they were in the car, apparently. But he nudged her a little bit. He kind of pushed her toward it. And uh, she went ahead and did it because she didn't want him to hate her. Oh, well, okay. That's that's like a consensual relationship. Farrell called out the Hollywood actors and actresses who have appeared in Alan's films, which prompted a response from Johansson in the 2014 interview. I think it's irresponsible to take a bunch of actors that will have a Google alert on and to suddenly throw their names into a situation that none of us could possibly knowingly comment on. And then she did the exact same thing with James Franco. Alan denies the allegations from his adopted daughter. Uh, She's 32 now. She claimed that he sexually abused her when she was seven years old. However, Pharaoh's brother Ronan, who wrote a blockbuster expose for The New Yorker on the allegations against uh, Harvey Weinstein, has supported her. Fans reacted swiftly on social media to call out Johansson for the perceived double standard. One wrote, Scarlett Johansson, biggest hypocrite that there is, calls out James Franco yet supports Woody Allen and would hem hem his pants if she had to. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I don't know James Franco at all. Um, but yeah, he seems to be getting kind of a raw deal here. He seems to maybe be one of the dolphins caught up in the tuna net. I I don't know. I could be completely wrong on that. Maybe he's an absolute douchebag. I don't know. But it was more than just, um, the one girl, right? There was several, five, five total. There's five. Okay. But some of the allegations against him are like really specious yeah oh one of them for for example in fact the other ones i think are from actresses who signed up for his class remember that's this? right yeah yep. signed up for his class at, that required nudity wait what was the name of the class again i don't remember uh, something sexual right? sex scenes or something yeah How to it shoot was sex scenes or something. Yeah, something about <laughs> sex scenes and shooting them so they knew it it was i don't know uh, contained in the title of the class and they were paid $100 a day, and they signed a contract that they were going to do this, and then they did it. And then they were mad afterwards. Well, I'm sorry. You signed up for it. Yeah. You can't say, well, I had to because I've got, I've got to support myself. No, you could support yourself with something else. You don't have to do it through nudity. Women are not snowflakes. Women are not helpless. So can we stop pretending as if they are? Also in Europe, there are now teens roaming the streets in Sweden with rifles trying to stop the unbelievable wave of crime brought on, apparently, uh, by the immigrants that are flooding in. Um, 
it, it, another massive suicide bombing went off at the at the police station. Um, it is uh, it's, it's happened like several times in the last few weeks where somebody has been bombing the police station. Attacks on the police are inc- increasingly frequent. Uh, apparently, um, this police station was like a black for- fortress of reinforced concrete with narrow windows and 10-foot-high electrical fence, and they still got to it. What? Somebody blocks away said, I knew it was a bomb again at the police officer again. Sweden has been among the world's safest, richest, and best-run countries, supposedly. According to the article, Uh best-run countries. Uh Why? Because it's socialist. That's why it's best-run. Enjoying steady growth and rising employment, but it's been experiencing an unprecedented surge of immigrant violence. Uh, Uh, Wait, immigrant violence? uh I can't believe they added that Mm -hmm. word in there. I mean, They didn't. I did. Oh, okay. Because that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the immigrant violence, Uh and everybody knows it. Uh, Glenn went there, this has been a couple of years ago now, and it was so bad that you can't go into certain parts of the cities now hmm. in Stockholm. And they they have not had this problem before, and now they do. So, so, uh, and it's kind of happening all over Europe. There's a German city that just banned any more immigrants from coming into town. Haters. They're, ha- they're haters. Haters. Because they yeah. hate. Yeah. Because they're Islamophobe, hateophobes. Wait, hate, hate monger, hate mongering in hate. Yeah, because if you're a hateophobe, mm-hmm. then you would hate hate. You would be afraid so, of hate. So you and I, but they're not afraid. Oh, you're of right. Hate. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Afraid yeah. of hate. Yeah. My bad. So you're right. <laughs> these are uh, hate monger monger haters. Yeah. An Eastern German city has imposed a temporary ban on new refugees in an effort to stem a number of recent violent incidents. Huh. Oh. It's called Cottbus. It's about 120 kilometers. Nobody knows how far that is. Uh, southeast of Berlin. We, there's no way to tell. No. If it would have said miles, you'd know exactly. But it didn't. It's kilometers. So I don't... Could be five inches away from Berlin or it could be 5,000 miles. I don't know. It's been rocked by violence from refugees and right-wing extremists since the start of this year. Earlier this week, Brandenburg State Police reported that two male Syrian teenagers were arrested under the suspicion of injuring a German teenager in the face with a knife. 16-year-old sustained non-life-threatening injuries in what started as an altercation between Syrian and German school acquaintances near a tram station. The incident happened just days after a group of three Syrian asylum seekers, 14, 15, and 17, attacked a man with his wife outside a shopping center. The 15-year-old was handed a negative residency permit by authorities effectively ordering him and his father to leave the city. Cottbus is a small university center with a population of just over 100,000. They've taken in around 3,000 asylum seekers. So 3% of the population already is from the Middle East. Community group told local media that a group of neo-Nazis had assaulted refugees on the morning of New Year's Day. While last weekend, a group of around 100 masked neo-Nazis marched in an illegal demonstration through the city center. Yeah, because Nazis are uh, illegal in Germany. So it's interesting that they've popped up anyway. Brandenburg's state interior minister, Karl-Heinz Schroeder, 
told German broadcaster RBB on Friday that the new ban on new refugees would be in effect for the next few months. The city will also take further safety measures, including increased video surveillance, a larger presence of both uniformed and plainclothes police officers, as well as adding 10 new social worker positions throughout the local schools. Now, why is all that necessary? Can't we all just get along? The new refugees with the residents in Germany? What's the problem here? It's the hateophobes. It is hateophobes, right? Or hate monger, monger haters. What is the deal here on the lack of diversity in Germany? <laughs> You're going to what? Are you a bunch of racists now? You can't allow the newcomers to come in anymore? Huh. That's so interesting. I love these homogenous societies that have no problem with race. Yeah, because there's nobody but white people there. Uh, and there, you don't have any chance to get along or not get along. And then they cast aspersions <clears throat> at the United States where we have gotten along, for the most part, really well for about 150 years now. Um, but anytime anything goes wrong, we're the most racist people on earth. It's just pathetic. Yeah, that's the residual of uh, hiring a Marxist to be your president for eight years. Sure is. It sure is. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Welcome. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Jordan's King Abdullah told U.S. Vice President Mike Pence yesterday uh, he looked to Washington to rebuild trust and confidence in moving toward a two-state solution in Israel after President Donald Trump recognized Jerusalem as the country's capital. With Pence sitting across from him in the royal palace, King Abdullah said Jordan viewed the Israel-Palestinian conflict as a potential, potential major source of instability. <clears throat> said he had raised his concerns for some time that such a decision on Jerusalem does not come as a result of a comprehensive settlement to the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. He also reiterated that East Jerusalem must be the capital of a future Palestinian state. No. <laughs> That's all you have to say. No. Next caller. <laughs> yep. Next issue. No. That's like saying that uh, is it? it's Amman, Jordan, right? Isn't that the capital of, of Jordan? Yeah. How about if we say Amman, Jordan, is, is uh, we'll divide it in half, okay? And give half to the Palestinians, and, and Jordan can keep half. Because here's the thing. Jordan has twice as much Palestinian territory in it as Israel does. Twice the Palestinian territory. Uh, nobody ever talks about that. Jordan never talks about that. Where do you think the initial terrorism took place? Jordan. The Palestinians used to bomb Jordanian cities all the time before they finally turned their attention to Israel. And try to drive them out. 
uh, it's never discussed. The Palestinian territory occupied by Jordan. Give it back! Or how about this? Split Amman into West and East, and West uh, West Amman can be can be the capital sure. of Jordan. East Amman can be the capital of the Palestinian state. No country on earth would agree to it. Nobody would. How do you expect Israel to? Can you imagine if they came here and said, oh, by the way, we're going to give uh, half of Washington, D.C. to Canada. What? No, you're no, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the only way to peace. You got to You got to split D.C. in half. And the let's say the southern part will be uh, the United States and the northern part will belong to Canada. It'll be their It'll be their capital city. Uh, no, <laughs> we go to war over that. No country would allow it. No country on earth. Why is Israel always subjected to this kind of stuff? And it's sad because nobody really cares. I used to think that Americans cared about Israel. It doesn't seem that way anymore to me. Does anybody care about Israel anymore? Is that the title of a Kardashian episode? Uh, is that, I mean, <laughs> literally. It could be. That's what it feels like. If it's, <laughs> not, if it's not a reality show, no, I don't care. I don't care. Um, we hope that the U.S. will reach out and find the right way to move forward in these challenging circumstances. And this is, you know, this is tough because Jordan's a good, they're a pretty close ally of the United States, have been for a long time. But again, nobody talks about the fact that they own a lot of Palestinian territory and they're not expected to do anything with it. At the end of the visit, Pence, in remarks to the press, said he agreed to disagree. Good with King Abdullah on the impact of Trump's move. Pence said in Egypt on Saturday and again in Jordan that the United States would support a two-state solution for the Israelis and Palestinians if they both agreed to it. (laughs) They had... The two-state solution in 1947. And again in 2000. Yes. Yes. It's been agreed to before. And then, by the way, uh, not by the Palestinians. No, we just we want it all now. The Arabs and the Palestinians get together and continue to launch war against Israel to stop that. And they, because... The goal is to drive Israel into the sea. They won't agree to coexisting. They won't. And until until you can get the other side to recognize Israel's right to exist and state it emphatically, there can't there can't be a two-state solution. How are you going to do it? Trump's endorsement in December of Israel's claim to Jerusalem as its capital drew universal condemnation from Arab leaders, <laughs> criticism around the world. It also broke with decades of U.S. policy that the city's status must be decided in negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians. One of the best things Trump, Trump has done. Because uh, has it led to peace up until now that I didn't realize? Are, is there a peace situation, an agreement in Israel and Palestine? No. No. So why not just call it what it is? It's the capital of Israel. Shut up. Jordan lost East Jerusalem and the West Bank to Israel during the Arab-Israeli War in 1967. When we were in Israel, um, we drove through 
East Jerusalem, and you can still see the bullet holes on the sides of buildings that they've left there all these years. The last 51 years, they've not touched them up. They haven't, because I, it's a nice reminder of what happens when Israel doesn't stand up for themselves. The Arabs gang up on them, and then they have to, they have to go to war with them again. And it's happened over and over and over and over again. Against all odds, they have survived all of this. I dare call it a miracle? Uh, yeah, I, yes. <laughs> Jordanian officials fear Trump's move has wrecked chances of a resumption between Arab and Israeli peace talks, which King Abdullah had sought to revive. They also worry the move could trigger violence in the Palestinian territories, which could spill over into Jordan where many people are descendants of Palestinian refugees whose families left after Israel was created in 1948. We take no position on boundaries and final status. Those are subject to negotiation, Pence said. Then after the meeting, Pence flew to the military facility near the Syrian border to meet with U.S. troops. So uh, we're not caving into this thing, which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're getting a lot of pressure. From, from the Middle East, and actually from our allies. No other ally has joined us here. There was some country, some small country, that was thinking about doing it, but it was like, um, I can't even remember who. Mean, some Maybe an Eastern Bloc? Uh, oh, oh, Czech Republic. Czech Republic or, it was. Yep. Was it Czech Republic? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those guys are in our corner most of the time. It's really amazing. Czech Republic is... I think one of our closest allies in the world now. Why? They appreciate us. We helped free them with Ronald Reagan taking the stand that he took in the 1980s. And they understand that. Hardly anybody else does, but at least we get a little respect and uh, a little admiration from the Czech Republic who supports us from time to time. Although they, I don't think they've declared Israel, uh, Jerusalem the capital, have they? They did recognize it. Mm-hmm. Czech Republic recognizes oh. Oh, West Jerusalem. Oh, snap. West Jerusalem as the Israel's capital. That's something anyway. And it was the same. Okay, but put it into this perspective. It was the same day, only a couple of hours after Trump made his announcement. Wow. So they definitely responded to Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Great Britain didn't do it. France didn't do it. All right, 888-933-93. Keep that number handy. Use it tomorrow. We'll talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.